It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how you doing this fine Wednesday evening? Talking a little Islanders, talking some New York Islanders, Grump. Better than I was yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> yes i'm sure as a lot of islander fans are we are as well better than yesterday um but uh for those of you who are new to the channel welcome this is a twice a week all islanders podcast that takes place every single wednesday and saturday at 8 p.m eastern standard time so if you're new to the channel and you like the content that we put out make sure to do a few things for us make sure to subscribe on youtube and If you enjoy the content, like the video, right? When you subscribe on YouTube, you get updates and notifications as to when we go live. So if we ever have an emergency podcast, which we've had plenty of times in the past, you'll get an update notification about the emergency podcast. And if you like the video, apparently that helps the algorithm. It helps get this fun time of talking the Islanders out to the masses. So again, two things to do if you like the content. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and hit the thumbs up button. Um, for, you know, oh, one more piece of housekeeping before we jump into tonight's podcast. Um, we also do have a secondary podcast called TJ and the grumpy old man. It's a twice a week, all sports podcast for myself, the, uh, the grumpy old man and the magnificent sun X talk, anything and everything sports on that show. We talk NHL, we talk NBA, we talk NFL, we talk college athletics, we talk MLB, we talk European football, we talk anything and everything sports on that show. So if you like just shooting the shit and talking sports, make sure you check out TJ and the grumpy old man. It can be found in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on a YouTube channel where you could see TJ and the grumpy old man. Um, but for tonight's episode, uh, we're going live Wednesday. Uh, this is after our recent defeat against the Colorado avalanche where we got ourselves a loser point in overtime. Um, but I'd say we were probably outplayed against Colorado, and I'm not sure too many people would dispute that. 
Um, and this is also coming after our recent defeat against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I believe it was grumpy old man. That was what they, that had to be on Monday. That was on new year's Eve, right? Or Sunday. I'm sorry. So our recent defeat, our recent defeat to the, the Pittsburgh Penguins was on Sunday. So we're 0 2 against the Penguins so far this year. And then uh, we lost uh, recently here uh, yesterday against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, so a little bit more of a somber setting, not somber, but, you know, not as joyous as we have been in the past, riding high on the hog. That's for certain. Yeah. Uh, got pretty much handled again by Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, totally throttled last night by Colorado. The lucky, the Sorokin point, the lucky point, whatever you want to call it, another loss in overtime. Um, thoroughly dominated by Kyle, by Colorado. I mean, thoroughly. I, we, You know, it's funny because, you know, we talk with Phil's fiction a lot. And, you know, he was saying how it doesn't bother him that we got hammered. We got the shit hammered out of us against Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, look how good we played against Washington. Okay, Washington's not that good. They don't score any goals. We get handled again by Pittsburgh and absolutely a, just a total destruction job. If you switch the goaltenders yesterday, what do you think that score is? 18, 19 to nothing? I mean, that, that's the way I look at it. If we had Georgie Evanette, and Colorado had Sorokin or Varlamov. They could even put Varlamov in there and, you know, let him play the first half of the first period. I think the score still would have been 15 nothing. That's how much the domination was. And I've been just noticing some things with the Islanders. It just – and it's now it's a pattern. Like I said, when I'm watching the games, I'm not watching a break every single line. I, I don't do that. I'm trying to enjoy the product. But when you notice certain things – like the goal hanging of Simon Holmstrom, or here's the Islanders. If it's not the first line, here's their offensive play. They get If they can even corral a puck in their own zone, they just throw it up in the air, try to bounce it at a defense, at the opposing defenseman's feet, and they'll get somebody rushing in to try. Hopefully it'll bounce past them and it'll pick it up for a break. That's, that's part of our offense. I want to say that's probably 40% of our offense right now. The other is Barzell line, which is the only one that really creates anything. Other than that, and then defensively, what are we doing? Crawling back in that all five skaters within 15 feet of the goaltender. I mean, yikes. Yikes. I don't care what our record says. This team sucks. We're a bad team. If it wasn't for the, the goaltending has absolutely stolen. How many points do we have? 44, 43? Sure. 42 points. It was stolen by the goaltending. We're not a good team. This is a bad team. I think Lane Lambert is doing as much as he can with this, with this mediocre lineup that's put together by the fossil in the front office. Who what did he do in the offseason? Go out to Martha's Vineyard. What did he do? He didn't do anything to help the team out. I mean, I'm just it was a brutal game last night. We've seen a lot of these, too, where it's like good teams, we don't even match up to them. TJ asked me a question last night. He's like, you know, if we played Colorado, you know, in the playoffs, we probably would be lucky to win one game. He said, lucky to win one. I said, one game. I said, first of all, here's what – I said, we wouldn't beat Colorado at all. But here's the biggest thing. We're never going to play Colorado in the playoffs because this team is never going to the Stanley Cup Finals. 
It's never happening. This group is never freaking ever going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Anyone who thinks it, you're delusional. Stop drinking the Sterno, whatever you're dipping into. Stop it. This team is going nowhere. 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 No. This team goes as far as the goaltending takes it. Yep. That's it. We get we get lucky goals, a couple of lucky bounces. Guess what? That luck's going to run out at some point in time. It is. It's absolutely going to run out. Goal scoring, sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're not. Goaltending's tremendous. How many times are we going to give up 40-plus shots a game? I, I mean, I think Colorado took over 100 shots last night. Think about that. 100 shots. 39 on goal. Something like 30-something uh, blocked. 30 blocked. And ones that just missed the net. I'm just like, yikes. It was brutal. Last night's brutal. We're losing to Arizona. We're losing to Golden Knights. Whoever we play, Vancouver, Toronto, the Toronto Marlies. It doesn't matter. This team's terrible. Just terrible. Oh, gosh. Um, I, <laughs> there's a lot to dissect there. Um, I, I will say this much. Regarding the play last night, we were definitely the inferior team. I didn't even think it was close. Um, it's it's the same problems we've had all season long. Every night we're giving up 35 or more shots. Every single night. There's not a single night where, we, where we're not doing that. And if it is, it's like, oh, wow. We didn't give up 35 or more shots. That's great. Round of applause. Like we have such we, the bigotry of low expectations. Our expectations for, for our ability to, to prevent offenses having the vast majority of zone time, to prevent a plethora of shots on net. It's like, oh man, our, our expectations are so low for what we expect at times, but we're just getting away, we're getting results. It's easy to ignore some of the glaring flaws when you get results. And eventually, those flaws do come to the forefront. And I just hope it's, I don't know. its We're at a really tough portion of our schedule right now. We just are. And, um, you know, the schedule doesn't get easier. We've got a lot of road games mixed in against top-tier teams. We'll see, how that, we'll see how that plans, pans out for us. You know, Varley um, looks to be banged up in some capacity. I wonder if he's got some sort of groin issue. Remember, he played for about the first period or so, not all the way through, but you know, a, a majority of the first period last night, and then he left, and uh, Sorokin had to be called back into action. I, you know, Varley had missed a little bit of time due to an injury um, earlier on this year, a few weeks ago. So I don't know. It's the same injury related. I believe it's his groin, and um, that's that's something we can ill afford to lose. Varlamov. I know he's only a backup, a backup, a freaking backup, but we we can't afford. He's a, he's he's a, a great he's a great backup. I'm, I I was playing off on you, grumpy old man, but he he's done a fantastic job this season, and that's not a guy we can afford to lose. Um, you know we have it's like we seem to be you know potentially losing a very important piece, Aaron Varley, and we're starting to get some pieces back. Right, we had Mayfield back. Since the last time, you know, we've had a show. Scott Mayfield's back. Pellick is traveling with the team on the West Coast trip. So hopefully he should be back within the next week or so. Oh, and I think uh, he should be back by the week. You don't take a guy on a trip unless you're expecting him to play on the trip. Maybe he really likes to sightsee. Well, I think the old man is pinching pennies, so he's not going to pay freight 
for some guy just to, you know, hang out in the lobby. <laughs> I'm waiting in the lobby. But as soon as that happens, right, Bortuzzo, who honestly did not have a spot on this team, um, when everybody's healthy, he's not a guy at the fence when we pair up out there. He looks like he destroyed his ankle or obliterated something. his knee. Something like that happened. It was like, oof. It looked like that was painful. And Varley we lose last night, too. Um, so, I, I, I mean, we haven't lost any. I mean, have we? Thank goodness we haven't lost any of our scores. Could you imagine if Barzell, well, Barzell, if Barzell went down? Because, I mean, Horvat benefits from Barzell. I mean, other than that, you know, whatever. Like yeah, said, our, our offense consisted of the throw the puck in the air, bounce it at a defenseman's feet. If you can't handle it, we're just going to send somebody streaking down. Hopefully they can pick up a loose puck and come in on breakaway while the other goalie's got their thumb up their butt because they've just been watching total domination down the other end. They probably are getting a hot dog and they got popped through the five hole. How many times <laughs> did that happen last night? I mean, shit. Your girl lets two two five hole goals through. Yeah. Two. Then he gets beat by some little wrister from Simon Holmstrom. You know how you know it's a bad goal when you see the fans in the stands go, Ugh! and you see the players, including the goalie, just drop their heads. You know that's a bad goal. And the Colorado Nazis were saying it. They're like, oh, that's one he definitely wants back. And then the one with Nelson, he gets beat another five hole goal. How do you get beat on? How do you get beat twice in the five? The five hole? Nobody gets beat on the five hole anymore. <laughs> Everybody's dead. No one gets beat. This guy got beat twice in the five hole. And then he, I don't even, just terrible. And then the little deflection goal, it goes in. It's like, my gosh, you got to be kidding me. And Sorokin and Varlamov, when he was in there, were spectacular. Yeah, like I said, Sorokin point, Varlamov point. That's what they are. From now on, the loser points are just going to be Sorokins and Varlamovs, depending on who <laughs> play. Because that's what it is. Because it's not like this team's good enough, and all of a sudden, you know, oh, hey, we are dominating the action, and they got a lucky goal ties. That's not what happens with this team. We get a lucky bounce, we get a goal or two, and we're just hanging on the rest of the night. That's it. Everything is. Chip the puck. Just get it out of the zone. Get it out of the zone. Seriously, I think they had to re. I think they had to redo all the ice surface in Colorado today because there were ruts wherever the Islanders were playing. <laughs> they needed to clean wherever Colorado was. I mean, God. last night we were brutal. Last night, just brutal. Brutal. We were, we were dominated. I mean, there's no other way around that. Um, you know, I, I will say this here. I thought they shot by Holmstrom. It's one that Georgiev definitely wants to save. And and the the, the that's, that's a flip on that's how did he miss that? How did he miss that? How did you, how did he miss that? And here's the thing, he's cherry picking as usual. Look where he is. Look where he is. All the way up by the blue line. It's where he always is. Yes, he's up there I mean, by the blue line here. We're gonna we're gonna see the whole clip. He's up here, um, and it's one that Georgiev definitely. It was a quick wrister. It was a quick release on the shot. So I think that obviously maybe maybe confused him a little bit, or he wasn't expecting that. But this has a lot to do with it—a quick release. But that's definitely one Georgiev wants back. But it's a nice shot by Holmstrom. Okay, no, nice shot by Holmstrom. From where from where that shot was taken, that angle, that shot should never go in. I never. agree. 
I agree. It should never have gone in, but it did. And it was a nice shot. Here's the thing. They don't go in if you don't take them first off. So you got to put the pucks on that. And number two, when you put them in high danger chances to score and you put them in the right spot or a good spot, well, sometimes the goalie is going to make mistakes. And that's what we saw with Georgiev. Here's the highlight here by Simon Holmstrom. By our boy, Simon Holmstrom. Cleans up the rebound of the Islanders transition ahead look, in a hurry. Look at McCarr this. The hustling tumbling, back as Holmstrom carries defenseman. in. Scores! Simon Holmstrom over the glove of Georgiev. Like, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. There you go. Simon Goldstrom. He likes to call little little Philly's fix facts. Calls him Simon Goldstrom, grumpy old man. Yeah, okay. Look at this guy. Tumbling over here, the other defenseman. He's like, well, you know what? I'm going to take this other guy because there's no way he's going to score from this angle. Could you imagine? Oh my God! Giving up a goal from this angle—a wrist <laughs> shot from in front of the dot, uh, and at that angle, it's not even like okay. I think I, 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 I mean, he's out from the, I'm just terrible. And look at look at the fans. Look at the Colorado guys. It, oh, they all sink their heads. I mean, my gosh. Is yeah, it's, it's, here's the thing. It was it was a goal he definitely wants back, but it was a nice wrister. It was a nice wrister here, and he puts it top shelf. It's one that he definitely wants back, Georgiev. I haven't thought. Here's the thing. We've played him twice. I thought Georgiev has been bad both games. He used to own the Islanders. He When he was with the Rangers, he owned the Islanders. Since he went to Colorado, not so much. Yep. But here's the thing, though. We like It just shows you how much of a premium that good goaltenders are at in the NHL. That's all this showcases to me is that there's there are so few good goalies in the NHL, and we are so fortunate to have two of them. Um, yeah. where when you have an injury to a guy like Varlamov, who's the backup, you know, you've got Sorokin. And if Sorokin were to miss time, you have Varlamov who could who could float the boat for a while too. Cause a lot of these teams, I mean, like I, if Georgiev's the guy, I'd hate to see what's underneath Georgiev. Or you might get to a Carolina situation where, hey, Freddie Anderson and Ronta don't work out, and now we've got Peter Krachekov in that. I would hate to see what's behind <laughs> some of these other teams, too. So we're very fortunate to have Varley. We need oh. to hopefully he stays healthy. And just to let Islander fans know, Carolina's back. After that hideous loss to the Islanders where, honestly, Carolina dominated. Totally dominated once again. We had Krachekov, the Sibin goal. Kachekov, Kachekov. Um, whatever. That's their last. That's their last loss in the last ten games. And they won four in a row. The Carolina's back. They're they've seemed to sort out their defensive issues. The goaltender, periodically aside, uh, they're then they're back to being Carolina. Matter of fact, they're in second place. We're in third place. I mean, I think we can still see. We can see still. Um, excuse me. We can still see their uh, tail lights in the rearview mirror. Uh, let me tell you something. In a couple of weeks, they're going to be distant memory. Oh well, maybe we'll play for, maybe we'll contend for third. Because guess what? We ain't never beaten the Rangers this year. We're going to lose four games to the Rangers this year. Peter Laviolette, the coach. Peter Laviolette, according to Phil, absolutely knows how to handle the Islanders. When he's coached, no matter what team, that's why Washington, what bad as they are, were able to beat the Islanders last year because Peter Laviolette knows how to be as well. He's got a really good team, so I guess we'll just say four losses to them. And Pittsburgh two more times, those two more losses, because Pittsburgh's way better than we are too. Um, I don't even I don't even know where to start with some of that grumpy. I'm just kind of letting you go today, grumpy. 
This is the Brock Nelson goal here. I'll let you watch. This is uh, it's, it's like, a nice it's move by league. Brock. It's a power. They run a power play, and he just walks a five hole, five hole. After he just got beat five hole by the other guy by Engval. First point in what 11, 12 games. Look at this. Thirteen. How the hell do you get beat with that shot? What is there anything special to that shot? Yeah, I mean that's sniping. It's a freaking five hole goal. That's right after he gave a five hole goal on the other side. Show the end ball. I want to show the whole play because that's the Islanders' offense. Throw the puck in the air, bounce it at the feet, or the guy tries to keep the puck in instead of taking it out, and it gets a turnover and a breakaway. That's that's the I'm Islanders' getting, offense. I'll try to see here. Um, oh, hold on. Are hold on. Washington Capitals or the Devils are beating the Capitals? Um, you wanted to see the Engvall goal, Grumpy? Yeah. Let me see here if we can pull. Yeah, Engvall up. goal. There shouldn't be too many of those. That should be easy to pick up. Last night. <laughs> oh, if I could spell Engvall correctly here. Um, let's take a look here. It's not even important to know his name. Oh, uh, oh my God! What is this? Oh fuck! That is not good. <laughs> Um, Pierre Engvall. Let's take a look here, Grump. Maybe uh, that's here. it. Here's the Chuskin. Finds Gerard and he fans on that wrister. There that it is. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, that's it. There's your play. That's it. That's it. They were, I mean, whoop, I think they had five straight shots on goal, or maybe three or four in that sequence. In the net, in in their zone, and they just flip it up, goes past the defenseman, goal. I mean, look at this, nice play, Girardi. Glad you're back, piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, and just five all, just I'm like five all, five all, nothing spectacular, just five all. The the one thing here I'll say about that is. <sighs> Angval was recently sat. We didn't talk about this, but he was sat a healthy scratch. Captain Scratch against the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Grump. And uh, that's what happens. Game. That's what happens when you're playing big minutes on the second line and you don't score for 11 games. That's what happens. And But here's the thing. I don't blame Pierre Engvall. I absolutely do not. Because you know what? If you think Pierre Engvall is a second-line player, that's on you. He's not good enough to play in a top-six role even on a miserable offensive team like we have. He's not good enough. He is a bottom six guy. Third line is where he should optimally be. He's a guy, he gives you a, you know, a yeoman's work effort every night, skates up and down, won't go into the corners, of course, won't, you know, will not engage in any physicality, won't go into corners to pick up the puck, but he skates up and down his wing, okay. But if I don't think anyone should expect him to be a 60-point-a-year guy because that's not who he is. It absolutely isn't. The old man gave him a seven-year extension. We told you here first, idiotic move. You don't give bottom six guys big extensions like that. Just don't do it. We do it over and over again. That's why the old man should be gone. It's the same thing we did with Mayfield, and I like Mayfield, but we just gave Mayfield a seven-year contract extension this summer. And I'm like, Mayfield's a guy who struggles skating already. And we give him a seven-year extension. I mean, how I, everyone knows I'm Scott. Scott I, it's, it's it's an old story, right? I say it every week almost. I'm Scott Mayfield's biggest fan. How is that contract going to age? Not well. 
I mean, he's been banged up already this year. And a guy like that who's always played a physical game, those players don't age well. They just don't age well. And you're looking at Scott, and he just seems a step slow this year. Just does. He's had a couple injuries already. When you get into your 30s, that's what happens. I mean, another mismanagement of the cap, mismanagement of roster space, mismanagement of the trade deadline. Mismanage. I bet you can't even order a good lunch, Lamarillo, at this stage. Someone should order his lunch for him. I, I will I will say this here too. Um Angbo, I don't have an issue with him. I he's not a top six guy. The contracts, it's just like the contracts. We're gonna see those really come back to bite us in the ass. We're a team with a lot of guys who are bottom six players, but there's only so many spots open and available is the unfortunate thing, right? Like people are always like, oh, maybe bring Parise back. We're hearing a lot of that. Like, where's Parise going to fit? He, how, right. how many bottom six guys do you need? You, you got like nine of them on the, in the, on the starting unit now. Think about that. How many guys are truly top two line material on this team? Three guys? Three? Yeah, I'd say it's probably Brock Nelson, bonafide. Brock Nelson, Matt Barzal, Bo Horvat. Bonafide top six guys. Everybody else is bottom six material. Everyone I think, else. I think, I think, I think Kyle Palmieri teeters. He, he teeters. Sucks. He sucks. He sucks too. He's another bottom six guy masquerading as a top two guy, as a top, uh, as a second line guy. He's not. He's absolutely not. Last two years, 33 points. Each season, 33 points for the Islanders, 33, 33 points. That's not top six material. I hate to tell you 33 points. What's he got this year? 21. Woo-hoo! When was the last time he put a puck in the net? When was the last time he got an assist? That line got hot for about two weeks and they've been invisible the rest of the year. Just invisible. Well, the last time Palmieri had a point was two points against the Carolina Hurricanes. Two assists, by the way. None, okay, none of those points count. Those points don't count. Why not count, Grumpy? Because that punk was in the net. The one who just let in, what was it, five goals? They were all bad. Every single goal was bad. The last time Kyle Palmieri scored was against Anaheim back on December the 13th. Wow. Almost a month. There you go. Right? Great. Glad we got glad we signed him to an extension. I hated the trade when we got him. The only guy I didn't want was him. So you knew the old man was going to acquire him. And hey, what honestly he's 33. He'll be 33 in a month. Yeah. You know what? I was 33 like a long, long time ago. You don't see me on the ice. <laughs> The, the thing I don't understand, and now here's the thing, right? Officiating, can you complain about it? No, no, sure. no, 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 no. You're talking about last night's game? Yeah. We should have lost that game 45 to nothing. We were blown out, blown out. If they didn't have that uh, 35 hole in net, that game is over in the first period, just over. It's just like Pittsburgh. You look at these teams and it's almost like it's almost like you're playing a video game but you're playing like the defense on simple mode or whatever the hell is. I don't play freaking video games. Maybe it, what's what's the easiest thing? You rookie, rookie mode, grumpy. Rookie, rookie mode or practice mode or whatever. 
They just skate around. Simple Colorado, mode. I like simple mode better. Simple mode. Colorado was just skating around in the zone, willy-nilly, anything they wanted. Isles couldn't even touch the puck. They couldn't even touch the puck. The one time they did, just flip it at the feet of the of the Colorado guy, and there's Engvall going 100 miles an hour. Hey, here's, here's my play. They're going to throw it at my feet. Maybe it'll bounce past, and I'll pick it up. Because guess what? If that guy corrals the puck, Engvall probably runs into the back wall before he stops. That's how fast he was going over there. That's a set play they have. Just throw it into the feet of the defender. I've seen it too many times this year to say it's just coincidence. That's an, that's one of their big offensive plays. Hey, flip it in their feet. We're gonna send somebody out, Gauthier, or you know, because he can skate too, right? Gauthier, Holmstrom, whoever. That's 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 an Islander play. That's probably the number one play. That's it. The I will say that it's just like I'm sick and tired of us playing in a turtle shell that's what we did the entire third period we the third period in overtime we were outshot 16 to 5 um and and you wonder why oh the islanders they just can't close out a game why can't well because anytime we get a lead and we get we hope to strike early and then we hope to sit Hang and on. lay back in our defensive zone and line five guys up in front of the net, and hopefully we absorb a million shots and we're able to hang on to a lead. And like last night, there were four or five minutes left when the game got tied up, and we're just flipping the puck down the ice, not even worried about trying to tie or trying to get a goal, trying to, to win in regulation. We're just like, let's secure a point, guys. Let's just lay back. I mean, the entire third period, we were sending one guy on the four check and leaving five guy or four guys back. I'm like, man, yeah. it's almost like if you were playing your normal style of hockey, you wouldn't be hemmed in your own zone. You wouldn't be exhausted come the end of the game, and you'd be carrying a little bit of a back and forth, and it wouldn't be like, oh, man, all the pressure's on you for an entire 15-minute time period. We play every game if we get a lead to just get the Sorokin point. Yep. Get it to overtime. Get the Sorokin point. Get the Barlamov point. That's all we do. Let's get a point. Let's get a point. And you know what? For a shitty team that really blows, I understand it. I understand it. Because, you know, what Lane Lambert says, hey, yeah, I know we suck. I know everyone on this team blows. But you want to know what? We got a point today. And points is what gets you into the playoffs. That's it. I don't even think he cares if they win or lose the game. We got the one point. We got the point. Think Here's about what a record is. You have to get points in order to make it into the postseason, right? So from that from that point of view, I get it. And you just get swept out by the Rangers or Caroline. Just swept out. Why waste your time? Yeah. I mean, just, you know, when's a trade deadline? When's that next failure coming up from the old sure. man? We are going to give up a first-round pick at the deadline. You can't convince Wallstrom will be gone, too. He's the throw-in. He has no value. So what we've done is effectively we've, we've we've held on to him where he has no value left. And if you knew that you didn't like this kid, didn't think he brought a lot to the table, you should have traded him last year. How many times have we gone through that before? How many times have we said they do this with Hosang, with Wild, with Bellows? When these guys have value, they don't like him. They just, well, I don't give a shit. Instead of moving him. If you don't think he's part of the solution, get rid of him. Don't wait until they have no value because what's the sense? I almost, it's like the old man punishes guys who don't toe the company line. 
who don't do what he thinks they should do. That's why the old man needs to go. He's a shitty general manager who does not deserve to be in NHL offices anymore. Get rid of him. I, I think that he, it's just like the impact he will have by trading away a first round pick now for the fifth year in a row, it's going to be significant. It's going to be severe is the unfortunate part. I'm just worried about the long-term implications he's going to have on this team. And we're a team to where when we watch, when you watch this play against Colorado at home earlier on in the season and now on the road, did we look like we should have beat Colorado in either of those games? Did we look the better team? Ask yourself that. Did we look the better team in either of those games? We look like we were playing the Detroit Red Rings from the mid nineties or the Edmonton Oilers from the mid, uh, you know, in the nineteen mid nineteen eighties, or the Pittsburgh Penguins when Mario Lemieux was there. That's what it looked like. We're just standing around. We they look like the Harlem Globetrotters, and we're the Washington Generals. That's what it looks like. And here's the thing: you see Noah Dobson just getting ground into a pulp out there. Yep. I mean, I know we had a point yesterday, but it's like they're wearing him out. They're wearing him out. Yeah, it's what they're asking him to do is just like it. You could definitely tell it's definitely wearing on him. Um, they bench Matt Barzell yesterday. Yes. How about how about that? Now, here's the thing. I'm not overly critical of Lane Lambert because I, I firmly believe he's done a lot of good despite all the hate he gets. But how the hell do you bench? How the hell do you bench your best player your best forward your most skilled offensive player for the last five or six minutes of the game don't ask how me. do you do that i can't help you i can't help you there i mean the only well here's the thing he turned the puck over well you know what the whole team's turning the puck over the whole team's turning the puck over all the time colorado just took the puck from us all night long all night long I mean, to say map, and then well, here's the thing: they don't care about winning. We're just we're just playing not to lose. Well, you lose in overtime, that's okay. We still got a point. Take away those Any, ten points. Where is this team? Anybody who disagrees with that point, you know what this reminds me of—the way the Islanders play—and it's the reason why we concede like fifteen to twenty shots in the third period. Is we just leave everybody back? It's like a defense in football. If if the, if if people are more football minded, it's like a defense in football just playing prevent. It's like, oh wow, we just allowed the other team to move the ball eighty yards downfield and get in the field goal position. Well, because you rushed three linemen and leave and left everybody back, we're just leaving five guys in front of our net, hoping and praying that we can block every single shot that comes our way. Yes. That's why you get injuries. That's why you break hands and you break wrists and you break feet and, and you have injuries like that is because you're too busy focused on how can I block the shot? I'm going to get four checked. I'm going to get hit into the boards more frequently as you're just playing a defensive style. It's just not it's not conducive to success long term. The Islanders to need to change. It's the, you're right. It's not fun to watch either, right? This is what we're supposed. What are we supposed to be getting from this product? Watching a hockey game and watching the Islanders. We're supposed to be entertained. This is an entertainment. Sports are are meant to be entertaining. Was anybody entertained the third period of the game last night? Colorado fans. They were very entertained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were entertained is right. I think I mean, they uh, uh, oh, oh, hey, we finally scored. 
I mean, listening to the other telecasts, it's yikes bad because they're did like, you, did you ever have a thought? Did you ever have a, do you want me to upload it, Grumpy? Do you want me to put it absolutely. up? Absolutely. What they, they, their announcers, and I don't think that his thing, the Colorado now, the Colorado announcers are nothing like Pittsburgh informative wise, but you know, they had a little, a little commentary on the New York Islanders. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of entertaining. I played it for TJ. I sent it to him like, man, oh man. Uh, and tell me if it's not true. Tell me what they, if they say is not true. That's the problem. Well, give me a sick grumpy. I'm at the upload. Take your time. Take here. your time, please. It doesn't matter. I mean, I just want to know if other people who watched the game yesterday, if they thought the same thing, maybe I'm off base. Maybe giving up a hundred shots a game is something that teams should do. I mean, think about it. San Jose is the and San Jose is freaking bad, right? I mean, they're a bad team. The only team in the league who's given up less shots per game than us. I mean, more shots per game than we have. And it's not even close now between us and the next team. Yeah, it's just like we're fighting against San Jose to, to concede most shots against and, everyone. And it's, not, it's, it's not even like it's the more it goes on, it's like, okay, I guess this is just the way it's going to be this year. Well, here you want to listen to what they say about our team. Much more wide open than they have been in years gone by. And isn't that a pleasurable thing? Thank goodness. Well, it really is. Fires. Working hard there. Hopped away from Colton. Yeah, the days of sitting back in that defensive hockey and the trap and the game that doesn't go anywhere. Nobody wants to watch that. So it's kind of fun that the Islanders have changed their MO a little bit. Well, do I have first news said, for you, Grumpy? The first thing you said was, thank goodness. Thank it's, goodness that they stopped doing that. That was his first comment. Then it's like, who wants to watch that? Exactly. That's this not the 1990s anymore, Lamarillo. It's not. People don't want, I mean, and we don't even do that. It's not even like we have the left-wing lock like Detroit had or the trap like Jersey had. It's not that. We just pile everybody in front of the net. Just pile everybody in front of the net. And hope and pray to God we're able to block every single oh, shot. We, we can bounce one at somebody's feet. Watch. I, I, I challenge people to watch. I watch the Isles. They like to throw the puck up at people's feet and see if they get a lucky bounce. It's like every game. For me to notice it, just like the same thing with, with uh, Holmstrom, cherry picking. It took me a while. To, I'm like, this guy's always at the blue line on the penalty kill. Always at the blue line. All the time. Even on that one, he was. Everybody else, except for him. I mean, do you see the Colorado defenseman takes a wrong turn, bang. And a shot from, you know, uh, the third level of the arena went in on Georgiev. You know, come on. Any good goaltender stops that shot. Nothing special about that shot. He's had shots that have been really good this year. That wasn't one. I will say the thing that was kind of funny, at least yesterday or on social media to watch, is all the the laments and all these fans complaining about penalties and infractions that weren't called. And I'm like, I think to myself, I'm like, my God. I'm like, if you're complaining about the lack of penalties, you know, poor officiating, I'm like, here's the thing. 
we benefit from that sometimes, and sometimes we're the victim of poor calls. Were there poor calls last night? Sure, maybe. We've also benefited this year from very fortuitous non-calls. It's just like, it's like I, you know, I, I don't. It, the officiating has to be really freaking bad for me ever to complain, because I understand they're they're humans. They make. I've complained before in the past. I complain where it's like the playoffs when there's hideous officiating where it means a lot more. In the regular season, complaining about officials. I mean, come on, guys. The only thing that I was worried about was where Colorado pushed the goal, uh, pushed Sorokin's pad into the net. And the puck went across and they, they went, Carano looked at it. I'm like, okay, now that would piss me off because it was so obvious that he pushed it in. And it was, you know, they went up to Toronto and yes, it was nullified. But I mean, if you're looking, you look at our defensemen, particularly number 24, number 28, uh, number 41 when he was out there. There's interference and holding and hooking every single time they're on the ice. That's why I don't complain about the penalties. Because then if you really look at it objectively from both sides, you'll say, oh, man, got away with that one. Got away with that one. Got away with that one. And it's the thing is you say that about it and you say about every team that's why it's like it's like it's like pissing in the wind anytime people start complaining about officiating like sometimes we are going to benefit from poor official calls or or non-calls and guess what you know what it just happens it's a part of the game they're humans the officials sometimes it benefits when, and sometimes it doesn't maybe last night it didn't when you're the team that is consistently being dominated with the puck in your zone, the offensive team is going to get the calls. Sure. Because you're chasing all the time. You know, you're just battling to stay in the game. That's that's just the way it is. The teams that are more offensive or more aggressive going to a puck, they're going to get the calls going in their direction because the, 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 the poor team, the team that is, you know, playing defense all the time, they have to react. So you're going to see a lot more of those infractions called on them not all the time because we get a load uh, we get we get away with a lot a lot of those the, the fouls that i hate the stick across the hands the hooks well, this, the this is one now this is it's phil's facts it's almost like i said we'll just bookmark all the things phil phil was just going on a rampage talking about oh man i can't believe they didn't call this really one didn't want to hit him all that much because he could have teed off really didn't want to hit him all that oh look at that Scotty Mayfield got hit in the balls. Well, I again okay, like, that's a cross check. He just cross checked the guy down. So there's your two minutes for Scotty Mayfield. Where's, want, where's like, like I said? Where's the puck on the? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like I said, like a, you can't complain about that because he just cross checked the guy, and he, he got hit in the nuts. It's like okay, you know, but it's see, like okay, the officials. Not, so it's like, yeah, exactly. Like I'm not like, oh gosh, you know, it's like it's very conveniently cut. Where it's like, okay, we're not going to show the puck way past gone and Scotty Mayfield getting a little, up two hands to the back. Yeah, so it's like, that's what I'm saying. If you this actually, is one two where it was like, this is the call. This is the penalty right here on Mike Riley that led to the game tying goal right here. And um, this is the the video quality isn't great, but here's the thing: Cogliano 
it's it's like it's the veteran moves that the Islanders make sometimes too. When we notice there's a stick near us and we're in a and we're in a tough spot, we can't really do much. We grab onto the stick and we fall because it's always a penalty every single time. Mm-hmm. And Cogliano notices here. Okay, Mike Riley is kind of setting. He's kind of knows Mike Riley knows what he's doing here. Okay, he's a professional Absolutely. player. He knows he's trying to prevent Cogliano from being able to mark the moving man here. You're about to see. So he's trying to whoop. And he, I don't think he's a professional player. He knew what he was doing, and he absolutely interfered with them. Absolutely did. Absolutely, he's looking at them the whole time. Absolutely. It's definitely a dive. It's a dive by Cogliano. Absolutely, it's a dive by Cogliano. But you know it's what? A dive by Cogliano. Palmieri did the same thing yesterday. That's my thing. That's my thing. It's a dive by Cogliano, but it's like shit like that happens both ways. And like, here's the thing: anytime I see a player, whoa, he's throwing his hands out like he's going to be diving, it's definitely a dive. But like Palmieri on on like Palmieri when it was that two on one going the other direction, he felt Cogliano was the only guy to the inside. He kind of started to lean into him and he drew a penalty. And you know what we did? Say great job, Kyle Palmieri. Very veteran move there. Good job by going ahead and and, and creating that penalty because you went ahead and drove into a guy who was in a compromised position. And this is what Cogliano did. It's the same shit. Yeah. It's just oh, just a ridiculous flop. Okay, gotcha. And now this is the one where they're like, oh, why was that not called? Okay, I'll be honest with you here, and I'll, I guess I'll have to put it in slow motion. It's just like, do we really? Let me see here. And I haven't really, I haven't looked specifically here at this particular call or this particular non-call, but perhaps he stepped. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, do you see where his skate is? His skate is on Colorado, the guy from Colorado's foot. They, their skates collide, which is why both of them fall down. It's not like he pushed them down with a Herculean push. Their skates collided. Yeah. One. Okay. Look at this. He's starting to cut the angle back. He's skating backwards. Their skates get interlocked and they both fall down. Trust me. Colorado's defenseman's not like, hey, let me go ahead and fall down. Look at his fucking. Can you see it? Look at his fucking foot. Gets yep. caught up. It's because they're both get caught up in the skates. Oh, that's such a penalty. Well, it just looks like it is. If you cherry pick things, if you went the other way, I could show you 100 penalties would be called on the outs. It happens every single night. That's why you don't hear me complaining about the officials. You Unless it's something really <sighs> egregious where, like, if they would have said, yes, that's a goal at the end in regulation, I would have lost my freaking mind because that's not what the rule is. He definitely went ahead and put his stick on Sorokin to move that puck in the jar at loose. Absolutely. Absolutely was not a goal. So. Did you have any other thing that you want to add on that, Grumpy? No. That's why you don't hear me complaining about officiating. Because officiating is not why the Islanders lost last night. They lost because they played a better team. They played a team that looked like you know, if this is Major League Baseball. They played a, they were like a rookie league team against the 1927 Yankees. That's what they looked like yesterday. And this is not the first, second, or third time. Now you're seeing a string of these games like this, where they're getting a lucky, a Sorokin point, a Varlamov point, lucky point. And, but they're being thoroughly dominated. And, and the reason it's why- not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Giving up 40 shots a night. And high danger chances too. These are not just you know shots from the from center ice just flipping it on goal. They I think they had the most uh, high danger 
chances and then giving up than anyone in the league. Sure. Yep. I mean, we've got the most high danger chances against, and we have the most expected goals against in the NHL. Well, here's the thing. And as they've mentioned before, if you're facing the most shots against, you're going to have the most expected goals against. That's to be expected. But still, how do you, how do we maybe put a better product on the ice? How do we not be in a spot where we're expecting to give up the most goals in the NHL? We limit the shots. Instead of just playing turtle shell hockey in the third period, we just play our normal style from start to finish. Holy shit. Wouldn't that be a novel idea? To just yeah. play our normal style of hockey all game. We're not, something we're not, to try. This is the same thing. Uh, here's the thing. Lane Lambert, you know, and you're hearing the Lamanites now. Oh, Lane's got to go. We've only lost four regulation games in the last 22. He's going nowhere, people. You might want to get rid of him. He's going nowhere. This guy, I might even be coach of the year candidate with the talent he's got on this roster. The fact that we're getting these points, we don't deserve half of them, honestly. I mean, I, I'm just disappointed. Maybe I'm still just angry from watching that game last night. And that's the Here's unfortunate the thing. thing. Guess what? If we weren't doing the show, I would have clicked that thing off long before the end of the game. Long so this is worth this is worth putting up here, Grumpy. You talk about how bad. Oh, look at how bad, Lane. Look how bad Lambert needs to go. Well, the Islanders have played 15 games since December the 1st and have 21 points. Hmm. What? Pretty good. What are you? You're right, Grumpy. Yeah, I'm fine. Oh. Okay. The yeah. um. Yeah, I was about to say. So, I mean, you're not going to fire a coach when you're on well than more than a point a game pace. You know, you're you, we talk about the Metro, right? We're right up there at the top for the most points in the Metro over the last 15 games played. You're not yeah. firing a coach like that. You're you're on the point a game on the point per game production. You're second in the Metro only behind Philly over the last no. over over the last month. No, 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 no grumpy. Point per game, 18-22. We've got 21 points. The only thing is Philly's got 20 points in 14 their last 14 played. I'm, I'm just saying this. You're not gonna. You can't. It's not. It's not like oh, Lane Lambert's doing a shitty job. The team is playing. They're they were extremely hot, but we're at a really tough point in our schedule coming up. If we ask the fans to a person, Philadelphia, 20 points in 14 games. Do you think Philadelphia's going to keep that up? I'm going to tell you. Everyone would say no. Everyone would say no. I'd say no. I just don't think Philadelphia's that good. I don't think Washington's that good. I don't think the Islanders are that good either. Pittsburgh's better than the Islanders. We've seen this. Where We've seen this. The only time the Islanders have lost in the last couple of years to Pittsburgh is when Jari has a meltdown in net. The, or the Smith, whenever he was there, where they just let in week goal after week goal. Because we don't match up with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has too much talent. Colorado, too much talent. Toronto, Vancouver, Carolina, the Rangers, Boston, Florida, Tampa. Too much talent. That's a problem. That's a problem. Until we address the talent issue on this team, we're always going to be scuffling all the time. Now, looking at our schedule here coming up, we've got the Coyotes tomorrow, and an ex I think tomorrow's game is extremely important. 
unbelievably important. Reason being is the Coyotes, when you look at the next few opponents we have, are probably the easiest opponent we have on the schedule. Then we go the Vegas Golden Knights, the Canucks, the Maple Leafs, and then we got the Predators, who I guess are easier at that point, the Wild, the Winnipeg Jets, and then it gets a little easier with the Blackhawks, but then we go back to Dallas and the Vegas Golden Knights again. We really only have about two, two or maybe three teams where I'm like, okay, those are games I feel confident that we win. Other than that, we this is a tough part of our year. We're gonna have to. We're gonna hopefully get some Sorokin points or some Varlamov points because we don't match up with the good teams at all, at all, at all, mm. at all. Better than we are. And here's the thing: Anaheim's pretty. Uh, I'm sorry, Arizona's a pretty good team at home. They're twelve and six at home. Oh really? That's pretty good. Shit. Yeah. 12 and 6. I mean, wow. the road, they're 7, 9, and 2. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. They only have two uh two lucky points, you know, goalie points. They only got two of them. Think about that. And okay. I'm thinking here, they just recently lost there to the Florida Panthers 4 to 1 at home. So you yeah, know, Florida, okay. Florida Panthers, Stanley Cup finals last year. Uh, what are they? Second in the um, uh, second in the uh, Atlantic division. I mean, they're good. So getting beat by, the, I think that uh, Arizona would come away disappointed if they didn't beat the Islanders tomorrow. They probably think, man, we can beat this team. Just don't, I know we're young. Just don't do make a young mistake. Don't let the puck bounce at your feet. Just don't do that. You know, one of the crazy thing is they're actually not that many points behind us. I know they in the western we're there in the Western Conference, we're in the Eastern Conference. They played 36 games and have 40 points. We've played 37 games and have 44 points. Yeah. <laughs> they're not that many points behind us. But it's like, yeah, it's you know, you, you kind of take a glance, it's like, yeah, it looks like you know, Carolina's starting to heat up a bit, despite having the worst save save percentage in the NHL from the goalies. <laughs> they're starting to heat up a bit. Carolina's back. We knew Carolina. I would come back. We knew they were. They're too good a team not to. The Devils, same thing. Devils are Devils are playing better now. Devils are going to be coming back again. Just remember the stat to look at: goal differential. That's a big one to de- to determine who makes playoffs and who doesn't. Goal differential. We're almost at the halfway mark of the season, and it is tight. And and guess what? Going forward for the remainder of the year, it is going to be an absolute dogfight until the very last game as to who makes the postseason, who doesn't. Because when you look at this, look at how many teams are separated by four points. The Islanders sitting at third in the Metro, and you've got here the Flyers, the Capitals, the Devils, and the Penguins all are within four points of the Islanders. Some teams have a game, the two games in hand over the Islanders as well. Wow. Yeah. So you talk about the razor-thin margin that will be this year, who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. You can't, for me, it's like, I wonder how many of these games we get loser points in and we don't close it out and we, we blow a third period lead. We'll come back to bite us in the ass. I don't think that's going to harm us. You don't think so at all? No, I think we get so many, lo- we get so many loser points. We don't even deserve, honestly. If it wasn't for our, our goaltending be so spectacular, this is honestly, this is a team that's down by the blue jackets. Who? The Islanders. They're no, blue we're not close. To, we're not Blue Jackets territory. If you take away the gold, if you take away our goaltending, if we make just 
regular Gold NHL. Gold is a part of our team, though. Gold is a part of our team, Grump. I'm just saying, if we didn't have our goaltending, we're in blue jacket territory. Well, thank God we do have our goaltending, Grumpy. Or, uh, yeah, I understand, but I'm just saying, if we didn't, <laughs> we'd be in blue jacket territory. Oh, Jesus. Oh, stop, Grumpy. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's just a stupid thing to think of. But it's like, here's the thing. Penguins, right? Penguins are hot on our tails. So are the Devils. So are the Capitals. So are the Flyers, right? Because if let's say tonight's game, right now the Devils are up three to two on the Capitals. Well, if the Devils win tonight, thirty-six games for both the Capitals and the Devils being played. Flyers will have forty-three points. The Capitals and the Devils will both have forty-two, and the Penguins will have forty. We'll be sitting at forty-four. You, you talk about how quick and easy it is for us to, to float in and out of a playoff spot right now with how close things are. Very easy. Now, we just showed how tough the schedule is. What's um, going to be it's, – it's just a very important part of our season. The trade deadline's coming up, what, about a month and a half, two months? Yeah. And we've got the hardest part of our season coming up. We should be getting Pelic and Pulak back hopefully sometime soon in the next you know month and a half, two months. But were we that playing helps. that good when they were, were we playing that good when they were in the lineup? No, we were not. But we're a better team with them. We've discussed that yesterday or last it's podcast true. on Saturday. It's true. So you know, I guess I guess we'll see. Um, but uh, this year at the deadline, I, I could you could book it, book it, Dano. We will be giving up a first round pick and Oliver Wallstrom. Both will be traded away, and uh, we'll be five years without a first round pick. And uh, we'll pick up somebody who's probably mediocre <laughs> regarding their, the talent they produce and, and they bring to the table, which will be unfortunate because we need something oh so much more. We need a first-line left wing in the worst way imaginable. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, not, a, not, a, not, a, not a great little swing here for the Islanders as of recent, Grumpy, I'll say. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Um, you have anything else before we jump into our ad that you want to talk about, Grumpy? No, I'm just angry. Full. I'm just angry. Just angry. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and read this out here. Um, bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. You have heard us talk about DraftKings before in the past and all the great options they've got here with same-game parlays. You know, we've talked about that before. You could say, hey, I'm expecting Matty B to come away with a point. I'm expecting Noah Dobson, the future $10 million man, to come away with a point in today's game. I'm expecting a Sorokin shutout. And you can add a whole bunch of these same-game parlays to increase your payouts. Or, hey, you could just go ahead and bet on which teams you think are going to win and which teams you think are going to lose there, right? Um, but if you know the Islanders, DraftKings Sportsbook, if you like the gamble and bet, a great place to do that on the New York Islanders regarding the Islanders. But download the app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. Again, that's promo code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus specs expire 168 hours after issuance. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 
Um, in Connecticut, if you have a gambling problem, help is available. If you call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort, uh, you must be 21 years or older, but age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, or responsible gambling resources. You're muted, Grumpy. Excellent um, job. Look at that. Oh, perfect. perfect. So um, good. Yeah, but let's go ahead, Grumpy, and let's start looking at a few of these comments here, Grump. Let's start jumping to some comments here. Um, Drew L., Grumpy old man. Or hold on. No, it's let, let's put this one up first. Mikey D., Grump. Mikey D., the Rangers called up the Offerman kid. Yeah, he looked really good in preseason. I thought he did. I thought he should have made the team. He's a player. Absolutely. Phil already hating on him. Yeah, Phil's delusional. Imagine if we had a top 15 product uh, prospect, Perot, plus a top 50 prospect, Offman. Phil would plan a freaking parade. He's a coward. I mean, I don't know if – I don't think Phil's – well, actually, Phil is a coward. But I'm not going to – I don't know if he's a coward, but I just want to say that if he was a singer, if he was Kenny Rogers, his big song would have been Coward of the County. So just calling you out, Phil. Don't be afraid to come on the show. Don't be afraid. I think he's afraid. He's afraid too much truth. Too much truth. Oh, man. We love, we do love Phil. All kidding aside. Uh, I'll say this here, too. Um, you know, you look at all the guys. Hey, we should be excited about Matthew Maggio and, and William DeFore. These are the guys we need to get all pumped about. Nothing. How, how do they look this year? Nothings. They're nothings. They don't fit. There's reasons why they're picked in the fifth round. You wonder why your prospects aren't any good? Because you're not picking in the first and second round or third round. You're you're hyping up guys who are picked in the fifth round and lower. They don't make the really team good reason. Talking about lunacy, the Devils are starting Nico Dawes in net, and the Capitals have Hunter Shepard in net. What the hell is going on with those two teams? <laughs> Look at who's in net for both of these squads. There My God. Go. It'd be like the Islanders starting Kevin Appleby. Yeah, that's uh, let me tell you something. If if Varlamov's out for an extended period of time, you can't play Sorokin every night. You're gonna have to put somebody else in there. Those are automatic losses. This is automatic. This is is Hunter Shepard's fourth game in the NHL. He blows. He's a he's twenty. Well, yeah, of course. Look at the look at the look at the numbers. He's twenty eight years old, and this is the fourth time he's made an appearance in the NHL all this season. Nico Dawes was he? Isn't he a winger? They just throw him in that. <laughs> I've I, honestly, I've never heard of Nico Dawes before. I, I really could not, and maybe I'm just it's because I'm not paying enough attention. Nico Dawes, this is his second start in the NHL this season. He played eight forty two save percentage in today's game. He's great. And here's the thing: Capitals are one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Three goals through two periods. Yeah, it's just like we are blessed. We are so unbelievably blessed to have two goalies and two competent goalies at that. Um, you know, it's we've talked about it before. If if we were to lose Sorokin, we'd be shit out of luck. And even if we lose Varlamov, right, that means it, it's it doesn't affect us immediately, but it means that we have no chance long term. Because what did we learn last year? We played the wheels. We beat the living shit out of Sorokin by playing him 50-something-plus games. Had to do it to make the playoffs. 
Yep, had we to had to go to the playoffs. Yep, and he was unbelievably hot down the stretch. But we had to go ahead, and when he got to the postseason, he was just gassed. He played something like 24 of the last 28 games of the season. Yeah, he's going to be tired. I think um, I think Barlamov played three games after the trade deadline. Three yeah, games. Yeah, really, I think it was tw- he played 24 of the last 28 games. Yeah, but there was only 21 games after the deadline, I believe, Grumpy. Maybe more. I don't know. Three games after the deadline? Ah, who the fuck knows? Long story short, we had to beat the living shit out of Sorokin in order to make the postseason. And if we have to do that again, I would expect a similar tired Sorokin come postseason time. Maybe we'll, be giving up, maybe we'll be giving up 50 shots a game by then. I was about to say, it's not like he's over here just, just chilling. It's not like he's over here facing 10. It's not like he's over here facing 20 to 25 shots a night. Here's the thing, he's he's facing uh, he's facing the most shots, almost the most shots in the NHL every single night. He's got the most saves in the NHL this season. Yep. He's faced the most shots against in the NHL this season. Yep, that shit wears on you after time. Even though it's like, oh, maybe maybe we're only going to play him forty five games this year or fifty games this year. If he's facing the most shots in the NHL, well, he's going to feel that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, it's just we talk about the sustainability because, right, it's not just making the postseason. If you make the postseason, it's about making some noise. It's about having postseason success. Ugh. It's about winning a Stanley Cup. Can't win a Stanley Cup if you beat the living shit out of your starting goalie. Just can't be done. I'd just like to give a little update here, you know, because Phil was telling us, you know, certain players for the Rangers, they suck. Uh, they have no shot of being anything, um, particularly – uh, you know, uh, uh, Lafreniere. Oh, he shouldn't even be with the team. He's got 22 points, 10 goals, 12 assists in 36 games. That's pretty good. Vinny Trocek blows. Yeah. Trocek was a glorified third line center, Grumpy. Remember that? Yeah, I did. I remember that. I absolutely remember that. <laughs> I mean, hey, here's, the, here's the thing Trocek's played well. Oh, the Rangers in general have played well this entire season. Here's why are the Rangers playing better? Because Gerard Gallant is not a great coach. He's a player coach. Peter Laviolette brings some structure to that team. They're talented. They're talented. You know, Phil's trying to say how, oh, their skill players are old. They're better than we are. He didn't think they were even going to make the playoffs. He thought they were an afterthought. They might be the best team in the league this year in the regular season. I don't think they're winning the Stanley Cup. But you know what? They're going to they're gonna be better than we are. That they've much played, I can tell they've you. played almost this entire season without Filipino. Think about that. Think about yeah. that. And Fox, how much time did Fox miss? Fox missed like 10 or 12 games. Yeah. So he's played like 20-something games, 25, 26 games this season. He missed like 10 or 12. So, you know, I'm going to tell you this. He's the best defenseman by far. The Metro is an extremely tight division from top to bottom. I would expect – I here's the thing. I don't expect – the devils to throw in the towel this year and say, ah, we're not doing anything to improve the team. We're just going to punt the punt the ball down next season. They have a very young team. The more important thing for the devils at this point is not draft picks. It's playoff experience. Why would the devils mail it in? They're only two points out of a playoff. I'm saying if things like, let's say, let's say by the deadline, they're not in a playoff spot. The devils aren't saying let's punt the ball down next year to next year. 
they're not saying let's accumulate draft picks and worry about increasing our team's prospect pool. They're going to be saying, gotcha, we need to make every we the postseason experience for them is much more important than the draft pick for the young guys and the talented players they have and what they're looking to do in the future. And, and you look at both Pittsburgh and Washington. Do you think Pittsburgh is going to say, yeah, let's just reboot it with Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Carlson here? Probably not. Washington, and maybe. Washington might. That's one thing I will I will agree with you there. Washington might say, shit, Ovechkin's not putting up the same numbers. We're not even really chasing the goal streak with him too much anymore. We had Baxter back out. Now, here's the one thing with Washington that people are forgetting. Max Pacioretty is returning, hopefully, next week for them. Today. Oh, today? I'm sorry. Today's his first game? I think he scored, too. Oh, shit. Here's the thing. Pacioretty had, like, what? Eight or eight eight points in the nine games he played, or however many games he played last year for Carolina before re tearing his same Achilles. Yep. Well, here's the thing, Max Pacioretty. I still think is a pretty decent, pretty decent forward. Call me crazy. He's still a guy who I think still brings some pop to the party. So he we'll see. He is not. He is not scored today, but he is playing. Okay, gotcha. So, and guess what? They're gonna probably handle him with kid gloves. Because he's in a spot to where you just tore your same ACL, or I'm sorry, your same Achilles in back-to-back seasons. Um, they need to make sure he's not going to pop and tear his Achilles again. So I'm going to say they're probably going to be a little bit more cautious with the amount and the role that they're giving him starting out. But he's the guy who I think is more of a plus than a minus yeah. for what he brings to the table. That's a guy that they get back. We're going to have a lot of people competing against us, and it's going to be a tight, tight, tight season. We're going to be getting Pelic back. We're going to be getting Pulak back. Those are two pluses. But uh, it's going to be a tight year this year. The Metro is really freaking close. So, And when do, when do the Flyers fall off? Or are the Flyers going to be competing for a spot in the postseason until the very end? No. No. We keep no. saying no all we want, but there's still one point behind us. I know. I'm still saying no. You know and what I'm saying no to up? Washington. I'm you know what no it way. reminds me of? It reminds me of when so many naysayers were out there the first year we had Barry Trotz. No, this Islanders team's not for real. This Islander team's going to fall off. They suck. They've been miserable. Look at what they did under the weight. They're just getting a new coach bump. Just, things are just going well. You know, Barry Trotz is a really great coach, but they're eventually going to get exposed. Well, shit. Because we had a really damn good coach, he was able to spackle up a lot of the freaking flaws this team had with the system that he incorporated. And I wonder how long can Tortorella keep at this pace? Until he implodes. But that I mean, may be an entire year. That might be the entire year that they're competing with us for a spot. But look what Tortorella did. Team of veterans last year. He culled out, separated the wheat from the, from the chaff. And there were a bunch of young guys on that team. And he's got them playing as good as they can play. I just don't think they're talented enough. They generate a lot of opportunities, but, man, do they mishandle the puck in big, in, like, prime scoring zone. So you just do. I just don't think a team like that is going to make the playoffs. I just don't. I guess that it all depends on how well Carter Hart plays the whole year, too. He's been good this year. Yeah, he's been, gr- he's been great this year. And he's a guy who's always had talent, yeah. but he just, uh, you know, after the talent and promise he showed, he's just never really been able to, to follow up on it. So this is, um, you know, for the Flyers, they're, you know, they have a legitimate coach. Sometimes these coaches can spackle over some of the issues and flaws of teams. So anyway, uh, Drew L., grumpy old man, 
Mikey D, it's okay. Don't take Phil's stuff serious. Dude has been getting owned by Rangers fans on a consistent basis now. There's even a Rangers fan who dedicated their Twitter account to clowning Phil. Well, see, that's what happens. I mean, I say Phil's always trolling because he is. I mean, you know, if if you're being realistic, the the Islanders just not that good this year. We're, everything which is, I think we're just getting a lot of breaks, a lot of lucky goals, a lot of Sorokin points, a lot of Varlamov points. It can't last. If we're eventually, you're going to have to play some defense. And when we start playing defense, you know what that means? Our scoring is going to dry up. Yeah, and, and, and when we were talking, Philly's like, oh, well, we're just going to flip the switch and start playing like we did last year at the end of the year and start playing defensive-oriented hockey. We played some really bad teams down the stretch. Teams yeah. that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's the million-dollar question is – can we flip the switch and why have we purposely been just conceding almost the most shots in the NHL every single night? If it's that easy to flip the switch to me, there's one team that can flip the switch. One team, Tampa. Well, I'm worried Tampa is not going to make the postseason. Okay. But uh, uh, you're telling me a team that has the ability to flip the switch from where they are to where they want to be. It's Tampa. You want to know why? Because they're two time Stanley cup winning champions. What has our team ever won? Nothing. Nothing, 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 not a division title, not a conference title, not a Stanley Cup, nothing. We've won nothing in the last six years. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So Mikey if, D, you're saying, if you're saying playing good enough just to make the playoffs, woo, nothing. Mikey D says, I know he's my friend, LMAO. Laughing my ass off. I M A O. Fuck. They've been embarrassing Phil for like a week now. Can't believe he hasn't stopped with his awful takes. Oh man, that's just like his friend Al Grumpy, aka AI. That's why I said I M A O. Uh huh. Goon goon, Grumpy old man. If the Islanders win versus Coyotes, not happening. And get a loser point versus the Knights, also not happening. Would this road trip be deemed a success or one giant regress? I just, I'm sick. I'm, you know what I'm sick and tired of? I'm sick and tired of these freaking losing in, in, in overtime. I'm like, oh, well, it's not that bad. Fuck, man, we're still losing the game. I'm si I don't like going after, I don't like leaving a game and being like, how did we do? Oh, oh, we lost. Oh, okay, gosh. Well, at least we got an overtime point. At least we lost in overtime. We didn't lose in regulation. We're 17 and 20. Lost. We're 17 and 20 this year. I fucking hate losing. I hate losing. I hate losing in regulation. I hate losing in overtime. A loss in overtime pisses me off as much as a loss in regulation because I'm like, we still lost. It's not like, oh, gotcha. There's, there are no moral victories in defeat. Nope. Michael Watts, Grumpy. Thoughts on the Islanders make a move of the deadline, but not giving up a first. Um, we will make a move, and it will be with a first. The only move I would be in favor of is trading for a guy like Patrick Kane. I don't, I don't even know what they're capable of doing. Who's going to come out of the lineup? I don't know. You tell me. Who's coming out of the lineup? It's going to be a bottom six guy. And somebody's going to bump and they're going to bump, bump Anders Lee down is what's going to happen. Well, then it has to be a top six guy. No, they're going to. No, no, what they're going to do, they're going to trade for, I hope they trade for a top six guy. I would be, if if Detroit falls out of the picture, Grumpy, 
I'd be all on board for Patrick Kane. All on board for that. Why would Patrick Kane go to the Islanders? He wouldn't. Okay. I'm just saying, right? Like a guy like that, a guy, his his talent is there. He was there for the taking for anybody to sign this offseason. We we talked about it. Yep. We talked about it. That's a guy. Hey, you know what? Yes, sign Patrick Kane, give him a little bit more money than you think he should get. Absolutely. No problem there. He's also got a no trade clause. So he's not going anywhere. That's not unless unless he wants to win a cup and they've got no chance. Well, why the hell would he come to the Islanders? That ain't happening. Hey, maybe maybe him and Zach Parise. Maybe Zach Parise will convince him, grumpy old man. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're gonna give up a first round pick, book it, but uh it's fuck. Yeah, I'm not in favor of it. I'm not in favor of giving a first round pick. If it was like, cause think about it. How much, how much value do you think Wallstrom has now? Yeah. Maybe a fourth or fifth. I, I was about to say the equivalent of maybe a fourth or a fifth round pick. He's a throw in. He's a throw in. Yep. He's just a throw in. Yep. A guy maybe that they, that a team views as a project that maybe they can get something going on there. Grump. Or, or they looked at him as somebody in the draft year. They liked him and figure we can turn him around. That, I mean, that's the only thing. And somebody will put him in the role, a top six role, because that's where his talent lies. He's not a third liner. He's not a fourth liner. Trying to turn him into that is just asinine. That's what we try to do. Never give him a legit shot over an extended period of time to see what he could do in a top six role. There you go. Yeah. I mean, who has more upside, Gauthier or Wallstrom? It's Wallstrom. We don't care about the team's upside. We care about, hey, how can we strap together a few wins to make the postseason grump? And then how can we get to a spot to where, you know, we can, hey, maybe compete for a cup? Yeah. Frank says here, the Islanders are so lucky that the East sucks outside of the Rangers, Bruins, and the Panthers. Yeah, well, you're going to have to count a couple more teams in there, too. Hurricanes are back. Hurricanes are back. Absolutely, they're back. Yeah, I agree with that. Damien S. Grumpy. Any idea when Pella comes back? I, I assume soon. I would think he's got to come back at least for Vegas, right? Otherwise, why did you take him on the trip? Unless they thought he was close and he might play a game. and I don't know. Hey, pretty soon, though. You don't take him on the trip if you're not thinking that he's going to have a chance to play. I agree. I Matthew S. Grumpy. Grumpy, doing some acting tonight. I was mimicking you when you were doing the intro. Well, well, my little brownie says, Drew, it's Islanders Hockey Talk Day. If you mention NFL or football in general, we're no longer podcast buddies. You've been warned. You've been warned there, Drew. Goon, goon, grumpy. Although there's no denying Mayfield blows and is the prince of boneheaded penalties like last night, Barzell's penalty when it was three to one totally killed the Islanders' momentum. Soon, a monsoon. Yeah, that's not why they lost. And Matt Barzell gets a lot of those penalties when they're on the power play. Is that because Matt Barzell tends to maybe embellish a little bit sometimes to draw penalties? Maybe. I don't know. But he's had quite a few of those this year. Or maybe because he's the only guy who actually moves on the power play. Uh, Yeah. Matty B. And like – the, the, the losers on Twitter. Oh, man, you need better from Matt Barzal. We need to see better from Matt Barzal. 
Um, he's our best player. He's our leading point. He's a, he's a leading scorer on this team. He's the best forward on this team. It's not even close for a second. Absolutely. Absolutely. All the Bo Horvat production this year is singly, sing, single-handedly attributable to, to, to Matt Barzal. 100%. 100% agree. I mean, he's got... I mean, he's got 37 points in 36 games. That's a point a game. Dobson right behind, 36 points in 37. Horvat, 35 and 36. And Kroc, 32 and 37. I mean, no Dobson, baby. The other, uh, Gungu says the other night I mentioned Michelle Dion and Grumpy told me to go blow. Didn't remember. True. He was a sad sack Pens goalie who bit the big one versus the Islanders in 82 playoffs. Had a cool mask, though. Yeah, I don't remember. Don't remember. Matthew S says here, Mayfield's positioning is a problem, allowing that tying goal. Yeah, his skating is not great. He's just coming back. Um, it is what it is. He's a bottom pairing guy. He's a he's a bottom he's the bottom pairing defenseman. I remember I heard last year from a select few that no Mayfield was actually a top four guy, and Dobson was the bottom pairing guy. Yeah, Told him no. they're absolutely nuts. Absolutely not. Absolutely. JP Grump. JP says Sorokin is flat out insane and Grumpy's 100% right. Lambert is totally making chicken salad out of chicken poop. True. Gungu says, Grumpy, I disagree. The Islanders aren't horrible. Remember those stellar teams from the mid to late 90s? Those were horrible. Are they torturous and providing predictable endings? Absolutely, but horrible, no. Um, no, they are horrible. Sorry. Sorry, Gungu. They're horrible. They're terrible. I think they, we are not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch. I think we're an average to an above average team. And I absolutely agree that we are not entertaining. Anybody who tells you they enjoy watching Islander games because, oh, I'm just, I love watching the sport. I love watching the offensive prowess. I love watching. They, know, they should be watching a different team. Right. If, TJ, no, just, I, I, was about to, I was about to give an example, Grumpy, if you wait a second. Okay. But like if you're saying that you watch because they're entertaining, you watch because we possess the puck, we get a whole bunch of shots on that, you know, you're not paying attention. We're not entertaining. We're just not. No. Grumpy Tim J. The problem is the Barzell, Dobson, Horvat, and our two goalies are the only ones other teams would want. I think Brock Nelson would bring a nice package in. I'd absolutely <laughs> I would absolutely move him. Absolutely. He's making what six million dollars a year? Yeah. For this year, the remainder of this year and next, and next year. year. And he'll he's, be 33. Okay. He'd be out earning what he's getting paid this year, and he would be out earning what he's getting paid next year, too. And what are you gonna do? He's a guy where are you expecting more returns from him as he's 32 years old? Like a guy like Kyle Palmieri, who turns 33 next month. I'm not expecting his production to be increasing at 33 and 34 years old. So no. Michael Watts says here, defensive weaknesses um, are taking a toll on the goaltenders. True. True. Absolutely true. Yeah. Another overtime loss, says James Farrell. And then Sports Freak 97, Jeff Grumpy. Just subscribed, longtime fan since 1985. Well, welcome, Jeff. Welcome, welcome, Absolutely. welcome. Thanks for the subscription, my friend. Absolutely. Um, got a comment here from Damien again, Grump. Those soft goals even out how many times Islander shooters got robbed. Uh, uh, what? Against Georgiev? I don't uh, think Georgiev robbed a single Islander player last night. They may be 
Maybe I'm misremembering. No. So yeah. I'll pull something. Is it, okay. Unless you're talking about over the course of a season, um, we don't have many snipers on this team that you know robbing goals. Just don't. I I just disagree. I don't know. Alex Hinchy says, looking back at this past offseason, Scott Mayfield has been the worst resigning. He's been injured, so and everyone knows I'm going to make a little excuses for Scott. Do I think they should have signed a 30-year-old defenseman to a, a 30-year-old slow defenseman to a seven-year deal? No, no. That's why I wanted to trade him at the deadline, trade him to a team that it, where he could possibly win a Stanley Cup because I am a fan. And then he would have signed a three- or four-year deal somewhere else. No one but this team was giving him a seven-year deal. And he still took, what, $3.5 million a year? He sure, I, I really hope that he would make more money. Oh, this is an ugly thing right here. This is this. Is this. I, I'm not analytics, but I thought this was funny for the fans who are analytics fans. Now, um, this is the expected goals across all situations. Besides puck drop, there was not a single moment in time where the Islanders ever had more expected goals than, than Colorado last night. And you, you look at it like you're talking about playing turtle shell. You look at really from the 20th minute on, or like the 24th or the 22nd minute on. We, okay, only, the we only registered. Think about this. We had 1.146 expected goals, and at the end of the game, only 1.533 expected goals. We only had about half a expected goal in over 30 minutes of play. Look at the jump when, when we scored the second and th third goals. That's it. That's it. That's the jump. We were like almost flatlined even after we scored the first goal, and then they had the big jump getting the second goal and then um, Holmstrom's goal, the third one. And then everything for the rest of the game was like, even we scored the fourth goal, it's like, yeah, we don't believe in this. And then we did nothing the rest of the game. I mean, it's, come on. And yeah, the, it's, look at uh, these almost four to, four to one and a half, right? Just not good enough. <laughs> Just not good. Enough. It's not good. It's not good. Exactly right. Not good enough. Um, but, uh, PS, when it was three to one early in the second period, I immediately thought there was too much time left in the game for these gentlemen to hold the lead. Am I Nostradamus? Am I a Nostradamus type? No, but watching the Islanders all year, you just, it just triggers those things. Oh yeah. That doesn't matter. Colorado's a good team. I expect us to lose those games. It's. Oh. It's pathetic. I don't get why we do that. As grumpy, as soon as we get a lead, we just turtle up. What are you doing, Grump? What are you watching? Just keep going. <laughs> what are you watching, Grumpy? Make, a, make your point. Make your point. Is I'm just saying okay. we just sit back. We sit back and we just expect to dump it out of the zone. And last night when there was like 10 to 15 minutes left, we are just icing a puck. Just casually icing the puck anytime we got a little pressure on us. Oh, that's fine. We'll just ice it, and we'll just go ahead and wa wash, rinse, and repeat. It's just like fuck, man. I wish we, I wish we put, I wish we just kept the same playing style and continue to put pressure on instead of just hoping and praying for a we lucky. We don't put pressure on. We don't put pressure on the other team unless it's the first line. There's no pressure on. Mm. It's hopefully we had a lucky bounce 
or some wild scramble. Somebody breaks their stick, goalie trips. That's how we score goals. A whole bunch of guys just piling in front of the net. That's how we score goals. Blue Rivera says, yeah, okay, Grump. Just like you've been saying, Casper the Ghost was no good. Look at him now. He's improving. He's not improving. He's a goal hanger. He's a freaking goal hanger. He's a third-line guy. That's what he is, a third-line guy who goal hangs on when he's playing PK. That's what he is. Uh, he have, I think more of him than Grumpy does. If he didn't have six shorthanded goals, would we be talking about Casper Holmstrom at all? At all? He's got five, five shorthanded goals. I, I thought he had one last night. That was a, that was not that a shorthanded goal. That's oh, okay. not a shorthanded goal. Well, it's even worse than these cherry picking. So, but that's what he does. He cherry picks. Drew L. Grumpy. Yes, I have a cold. I am sick. I have a cold. Um, Matthew S. Honestly, the benching kind of worked, but yeah, Engvall's afraid to drive the net. That's, that's not who he is. Just if people just you, the guys played have what four years in the league. He's 28, 29 years old. He is what he is. He is what he is. He's a third, fourth line player. I'll say third line player, but he could be a fourth line on a good team. He's probably a fourth line player. He's a third or fourth line player. If you I, have just keep your expectations to a guy who just gives you an honest shift every time out, you'll be fine. He's nothing more than that. But when you sign him to a seven year contract, expecting to play top six, that's just that's that's where he's just dumb. moronic. Just dumb. Just dumb. Exactly. Just like signing a 35 year old backup goalie to a four year contract extension. Oh, it's like signing a 31. How old's Mayfield now? 31? He's 30 or 31. Seven-year contract extension. Can't do it. Can't do it. 31 years old. It's like, yeah, it's like signing a 31-year-old defenseman to a seven-year contract extension. Or signing a 31-year-old fourth-line center to a six-year contract extension. It's the same thing over and over again. Let's say, when because you know they're, they're not going to cut Nelson loose. They'll sign him back. At 33, what do you think they'll give him a five-year deal? If Lou Lamarillo is still here, you can book it that he will sign back Brock Nelson. It's like a four- or five-year deal. Stop signing guys in their 30s to long-term deals. They're not even that good. It's not like you're signing Gretzky or Mario or you know any a Bobby or anybody like that. They're just guys. They're just jags. Stop. Uh, De Declan says, I don't think Phil even thinks Enval can put up 60. He thinks he can. The one thing I, I know you didn't mention, Grumpy, but we had talked about off air was the article that uh, Arthur Staple wrote regarding the Islanders and about what type of team they are. I mean, Grumpy, did you want to touch on some of that here quickly? Nobody knows. That's even now, nobody knows what type of team they are. Because, okay, we've scored a bunch of goals. We got a bunch of points. We got a bunch of Sorokin points. Um, but then you look at the underlying metrics, and I'm not a metrics guy. I just look at what I see on the ice, and it's like, how do we have this many points? When you're listening to other teams broadcast saying the same thing, it means the sky's probably getting ready to fall at some point in time. I mean, we've we've been pretty good. I think for us, really good on the power play, but we're horrible on the penalty kill. Horrible. Why? Why? Because we're really bad defensively. And we're not that great offensively. Five on five. Are we great five on five? I don't think so. The only line that is worth watching for me is the Barzell line. And it's because of him. 
every other line. The, I mean, the fourth line never even seems to get out of their own zone. Honestly, every once in a while they'll maybe they'll maybe they take a, a face off in the offensive zone, but other than that, hemmed in, just not that good. I like this year, though. You talk about some of the positives, right? They're scoring more than three goals a game, something the Islanders haven't done since 2014-2015. They've got three players averaging a point a game or better for most of the season. Now, that obviously has changed, but a close to it, something the Islanders haven't done over a full season since 1992-93. And it won't be the case. Uh, as I was about to say, I, don't, I do not expect Noah Dobson to average a point a game. I don't expect Bo Horvat to average a point a game. There's only one player that has the ability to average a point a game. Who's that? Matt Barzal, the guy they benched. Yeah. Well, Lane took care of that. Now, I'll say this. Now, updated in one game, the Islanders are 12-5-4. But could you imagine? No, 12-4-5. They're 12-4-5. and five. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. It was an overtime loss last night. I forget. We were outplayed so much. I I keep I, I put that just in the, in the dominated section. But yes, we're 12, 4, and 5. Could you imagine the nuts on certain fans saying over a quarter of the season, you won 12 games, lost four in regulation and five in overtime? People are like, yeah, let's fire the coach. <laughs> it's, it's just it's, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that fans are out there thinking that that's a possibility. Think about it. In 20, 21 games, they have 35 points. You think that's a coach that they're going to even consider firing? No way. No way. And then it says there are some basic other basic numbers that look pretty bad. They're allowing 35 and a half shots on goal a game behind only the league worst Sharks. I'm sorry. They have 29 points. 29 points in 21 games. That's not a that's not a team that would ever consider canning with coach. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, um, so no goalie has seen more shots than Ilya Sorokin, who's faced 854 shots, 26 more than anyone, while only playing the seventh most minutes. Think about that. Think about that. He's seventh in minutes played, but he's giving up more shots than anyone else in the league. Facing, facing more shots than anybody else in the league. Absolutely. The Islanders' penalty kills ranked 29th at 73.6%, which is an upgrade from where it was a month ago. Yikes. Yeah. They talk about we've had 11, now 12, blown two-goal leads. Just had another one last night. Bad defense. Defense isn't good enough. Now, some of the guys being out, but it's been like that all year. We haven't been buttoned up defensively all year. We're minus 10. A minus 10 in goal-scoring differential. That's like I said, you go back, look last number of years. If you're a minus goal differential, you're not making the playoffs. At the end of the day, the teams that have a plus plus goal differentials are the ones who make the playoffs. They just do. Like I said, I just started looking at it three, four years ago. And I think maybe once a team that had a negative goal differential, and I think it was like only minus one or two, didn't make the playoffs. Other than that, Everybody who makes a play has a positive goal differential. You know who's got a po- positive goal differential in our division? Who's next to last? Pittsburgh, plus 13. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Something I want to mention here is um, they talk about Noah Dobson. He's moved into elite tier status in the league in this first half of the season with 35 points. He's averaging 25 minutes in 48 seconds a night, second only to Drew Doughty in ice time in the NHL. Yeah. What does it tell you? 
right? And then it says the Islanders have ripped off that stretch without Pelic for the entirety of it and Ryan Pulak for half of that stretch. That's impressive. Okay. And I mean, well, I don't want to talk about no Dobson. When you're playing, I was hoping you were going to say this, but I guess I'll be the one to say it. When you're playing the second most minutes a night and you usually don't play that often, you're going to see struggling points. You're going to see pain points this season. And you're going to see, why does it look like Noah Dobson doesn't have the legs he should? It's because you're using and abusing him because that's the only way your team could get by. And that's you had to spackle over the issue, so you played the best defenseman out there for the second most minutes in the NHL over that time period. You're going to have him be tired. He's going to have some dead legs. He's going to look sore, and he's going to look like, oh, wow, why is he making so many mental errors? It's because he's fucking physically exhausted. He's spent out there on the ice. But you yeah. want to make sure you have a chance to read that Arthur Staple uh, article. You know They definitely outline a lot of the issues, too, about the structural issues, changes to the defensive zone. Um, what I mean, what are the things that, you think are more sustainable uh, scoring some lucky goals uh scoring a bunch of goals shorthanded or playing structured defense i mean they talk I, about hey maybe when we get pelican pulak back we'll, we'll start trimming down a little bit on the goals against and high danger chances i don't consider i don't think that's even a possibility even before when they were healthy we were still giving up a shit ton of chances left and right to other teams but yeah. um but uh, Sorokin is still among the, the league's best and goals saved above expectation, despite the ugly 3.12 goals against average. Yep. So if he can go from really good to superhuman, that could fix some things too. Think and that's that. what, oh what no, he's not great. He sucks, man. He's been playing so poorly this year, Sorokin. And I said for the Islanders to make the playoffs, he was going to have to be spectacular this year. Like best, another control. best caliber season. Yep. Um, Steven Seagram. Uh, Mayfield tends to take penalties at pivotal points in the game. Well, he gets called on them. He's taking, he's honestly, he's committing infractions just about every time he's on the ice. I agree with you there. But he does, they, they do call him in big situations. But if you watch, if you actually watch, look at our defensemen. They're always interfering, hooking, slashing. I mean, the, th the little ticky tack penalties that I despise, we do that all the time. Sometimes yes. we get called, sometimes we don't, but we're absolutely doing it. Nick D says, Grump and TJ, how are you guys doing tonight? We could have had draft picks at 24 and 40. Instead, both are banged up. Fire Lou Lamarello. 100% agree. <laughs> absolutely here. Um, Drew L, grumpy old man. By the way, guys, I can confirm TJ finally, after all this time, has finally revealed his setup tour to me. That's right. There it is, grumpy. I, I finally know. did it, Grump. I don't even know what that means. The, the setup, the pictures of the setup, Grumpy. You forgetful or just not understanding? I don't know. Gungu says, TJ and Grumpy, what are your thoughts on jigsaw puzzles? F them? Um, I don't know. I'm not I a fan really of jigsaw don't... puzzles. Oh. Why? Waste of time? Yeah, I'm not a fan of puzzles in general. Just don't like them. Okay. Okay. That's what are your opinions, Grump? Do you have an opinion on it or no? Not really. I don't play jigsaw puzzles. Don't do it. Now that I come up with an opinion, you say, nah, I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna worry about having an opinion on it. I'm not worried about me having an opinion on that. I give me an example. Who can the Islanders patch it package uh along with Wallstrom at the trade deadline to acquire a future Hall of Famer? Should Lamarillo offer a disclaimer? It's going to be a first-round pick package with Oliver Wallstrom, and we're going to get somebody who's underwhelming. If I'm going to go out on a limb, it's going to be someone like, we brought in Adam Henrique for a first-rounder. Adam Henrique and some other 
a pile of trash for a first round pick in Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, not good. Drew L. Grump. I don't know what's worse, the Islanders or the crap that's been going on in Japan. I don't know what he, I'm not sure what he's referencing, Grump. I, I don't know either. I know they had a tsunami warning something. Okay. Uh, Brian Cooper, Grump. Hey, Grumpy. Remember the old Rangers chant from back in the day? Uh, early 80s, back at the Coliseum. Rangers suck. Rangers suck. They were all in tears. They haven't won the cup in 40 years. I just remember them chanting 1940. They just chanted 1940 mercilessly at the Rangers after we won the Stanley Cup. 1940. There's apparently a plane fire and an earthquake is what's happening. Oh, there. Okay. So. Yeah, the earthquake. Maybe that's what the tsunami was coming from. Is you know they have the earthquake there; it causes tsunamis. Mm-hmm. But think about that, Grumpy. We've almost gone. We've been over what almost we'll be over forty years without a cup, Grump. It'll be forty years after, after this. We year. don't make it this year. Yeah, we win a Stanley Cup this year. We got a long ways to go. Long way. 50, 100 years. I don't know. Grumpy, I know you've mentioned like in jest, but uh, you know you don't think you'll be alive for the next cup. Absolutely not. <laughs> not as long as they keep the old man in charge there. And the longer the- he's there, the worse the situation becomes. That's right. And then they're going to have to start all over. So from wherever he leaves, it's at least five years from then, right? I don't know, Grump. It's it's not good. I mean, like, uh, fuck. I'm just looking, right? Remember all the young guys that we should be getting excited about? William DeFore. Remember him? Oh, DeFore. He's got such a great wrist shot, Grumpy. So there's, fantastic. He's this. He's that. There's nobody. I mean, that's why I look at Quinn Finley. He was a guy I looked at. Maybe Isaiah George, but I mean, that's it. I don't, I, I don't get. I don't fall in love with fifth, uh, fifth round overagers. I just don't. That means that they're they're getting drafted in the fifth round because they're playing against children when they're men. I, that doesn't blow. That doesn't blow my skirt up. William DeFore is going to be twenty two years old here coming up. Ten points in eighteen games for DeFore. Um, but grumpy, don't worry, Matthew Maggio. Remember, he was the last year's flavor of the year, last year's flavor of the month. Wow, over eight, you know, here we go, grumpy. He's 21 years old and he's got eight points in 23 games. Grumpy, we should give him a round of applause here. Whoop de doo, round of applause there. So, like I said, uh, all right, he had a great year in his 20 year old age, he was 20, right? I, I mean, I, the one kid I'm like, I'm interested to see is how Alex Jeffries does, but you know, who the hell knows? Again, another college kid who the hell knows he's 22 years old as a senior. So I uh, just, we don't have, when you're looking at across the board, when people just have like prospect ratings and prospect pool ratings and the Islanders are always worse to bottom three in the NHL, there's a reason for that. It's not like all these guys who do this for a living are all wrong. Oh, everybody has it wrong on the Islanders. Mm, no, they yeah. don't. Goon, goon, grump. I heard about the 1983 curse for the first time recently and found it amusing. Did you find fiddlers hear about this yet? All four 83 champ winners, baseball, hockey, basketball, football, have since won diddly championships. I don't think it has anything to do with anything. I couldn't even tell you who won, honestly. Don't remember. Um, 83, who won the World Series? The Baltimore Orioles. 
Okay. Well, they, they're pretty good. They made the playoffs for the first time in forever this year. Young team developing. Watch out for them going few and forward. They need starting pitching. Uh, was it the Redskins? There's the 76ers. Philadelphia 76ers, yeah. With Moses Malone, I think. Probably when they won. They had Dr. J on that team. Um, but they're pretty good now. I mean, they're a threat. Got Joel Embiid. So that's a possibility for them. Then we got the Islanders. No shot there. And, and then the then, Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Raiders. Okay, the Raiders. I thought it was the Redskins. Okay, the Raiders. Yep, I remember that game. Uh, Marcus Allen had a huge game. They won 38-9. to nine. The big play was a uh, just before half, Jack Squires intercepted a Joe Theismann pass and ran in for a touchdown. It was a play the Redskins had played the Raiders earlier in the year, and they burned them for like an 85-yard touchdown on that screenplay just before half. And the Raiders remembered that. Jack Squire, bang. And, but everyone remembers the Marcus Allen run in the second half. That effectively ended the game where he goes one direction, turns turns other thing, comes all the way straight up the middle, big touchdown on maybe 70 yards, something like okay. that. Okay. Before before we lose too much of the topic and the reason we're going to comment it on, which one of the teams would you say have had the worst luck over the last 40 years that won one of the 1983? The Orioles, the Islanders, the 76ers, or the Raiders? All of those teams have really sucked ass for the well, most part. Maybe the 76ers have been better, have had the most success, I would say. Maybe the 76ers. Um, I'd say the Islanders. They've had the most success? Oh, no, least success. Most success, I would yeah. say the Raiders. The Raiders since 1983, you think, have had the most success? Yeah, I think they won. Did they win a Super Bowl after that? Maybe they didn't. I don't know. No, they probably didn't. I think they've won three. So maybe the Raiders have had the least. But they went to a cup. They went to a Super Bowl. I know they went to a Super Bowl. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers absolutely have been back to the NBA championships. Islanders went back the next year. And since then, you know, Bupkis. And then uh, Baltimore. I don't. I mean, but Baltimore has been pretty bad, too. Baltimore, I think, has been the worst. I think the Islanders may be the second. And the Raiders, the Raiders were really bad for a long time period, a stretch of like two decades. So, man, I don't know. All of those teams have really sucked ass over the last four decades. Grump. No, they no. The Raiders were pretty good. I mean, they were they were good into in the nineteen nineties. Even in two thousand and one, they lost. You know, the the Tuck Bowl game. They made it back to the Super Bowl in two thousand two. So, I mean, I disagree with that. Now, the last uh, two decades, they've been awful. Okay, well. I don't know. I, I don't know. Shit comes and goes. What can I tell you? It's all about ownership. It's all about ownership. Nick D says, that's a great point, Grump. They're paid not to lose. Here comes more loser points. Yes. Mikey D. Lou and Lane are one of the most embarrassing GM head coach duos in the league. Okay. I'm not giving well, so much on Lane, but definitely Lou. They're a worse. Nick D says last night's game shows you a Stanley Cup caliber team to a bottom feeder old team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Goon goon grump. TJ, please pull up Paul Bichonette getting into a brouhaha with the Kraken's mascot on TV. It's guaranteed to make Grumpy's toes tingle. God. Let's take a look here at that. I'll pull that up here, Grumpy. 
JP says the Raiders would have won another Super Bowl if not for the tuck rule and throwing the Super Bowl against Tampa. Um, they would have had to beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. That was just like in the divisional playoff that they lost. I mean, and that was the rule back then. I don't The Raiders shouldn't be crying. They had a better team than New England. But you want to know what? The people's champion led him back to the victory like he always does. Next comment, Grandpa. Storm Chase Mike says, Howdy, gents, and Happy New Year. Sadly, the same Islanders are still with us. What a mess last night was. Mayfield mistake was on full display last game. He's not the only one. Oh, man. Uh, Paul Bissonette over here. Fucking stern shit up here. Nick D, Grumpy. Fire Lou Lamarillo. That's right. Fire is it. Here is the Paul Bichonette fight. I guess a lot. The Paul Bichonette there. I bet he Watch lost it. I bet he lost to that little mascot. Stay away from me, buddy. Don't hide my Gretz. Stay away from me. Have you not seen Gretz fight? My muscle now. Look at him running behind Gretzky. Coward. Get away from me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, hit with the microphone. This is going to get ugly, folks. And this, this is how it all. It's obviously like hamming it up and try to play around, but man, oh, man, I fucking hate that guy. That's real life. That's real life. No, it's not. I mean, look at the mascot. What is it? A 10 year old kid in that costume? Look how small he is. It's a probably a girl, Grump. It's probably a female, like a small female. Gertie, the Gertie Galloping Gertie, Grump. Got his ass kicked by a woman in a costume. Good job, bitch. Storm Chase, my Grumpy. Uh, Bo Horvat tandem, uh, Barzell Horvat tandem was MIA, and I'm going out at the risk of being labeled the non fan Sorokin. It's off this year. Um, I don't know if I'll say he's off. I'm going to say that he's just been. They, Everything's a high danger scoring chance. Everything. Eventually kind of wear down. Think about the pressure he's been under. Facing the most shots in the NHL. Yeah, by far. Seventh and only playing the seventh most minutes. Think about that. I mean. That shit adds up. Vinny Morgan says, I'm so fed up with this team giving up leads. Can't hold the puck. Barely got to get a shot on goal. It's just not very good. It's not good. Polymetal CX30 says, I feel like when you guys say Sorokin, Barzell, and Dobson are our best players, you never give Brock enough credit. Again, on pace for 70-plus points, produces point-wise for a second-line center. He's fourth I, because I throw Horvat ahead of him too. Sorokin, Barzell, Dobson, Horvat, then Brock Nelson. The... I like Brock Nelson, but he is an afterthought when you kind of start taking everything into account. My opinion, at least. Yeah, he doesn't drive a line. He, you know, I mean, yesterday that was a nice play. He caught the two Colorado defenders on the power play just sleeping. How do you get a breakaway on a power play? How does that happen? Uh, James Farrell says Mayfield takes a lot of dumb penalties. He always has. And you know what he doesn't do anymore that he used to do all the time? You remember, TJ, what he used to do? All the time, every time he got the puck in his own. He used to flip it through the middle of the ice. All the freaking time. He really doesn't do that anymore. It took him like five or six years to get out of that, but he really doesn't do that anymore. Yep. 
Absolutely. But it, it's for whatever reason, he would do a lot of that dumb shit for a while and it just didn't make any sense. I'm like, what's the purpose behind that? You know, even the warden, the warden, you say, why is he? Everyone knows you don't throw. And his, the warden does not like hockey, but she used to, when the kids were playing, she would hear what the coaches were always telling. Don't throw it up the middle, use the boards. And she's like, doesn't he know not to throw the puck up the middle of the ice? I'm like, no, he doesn't. He should have been taught that in mites. Uh, Drew says, we all know Lou isn't calling up Ishikov. Of course not. He would call up DeFore or Tice Thompson first because of their age. I, I just, I mean, wouldn't you like to see somebody who could put the puck in the net or somebody who can create beyond this team? I just don't even know where we're going from here, honestly. It's like, where are we going? It's like we're in just limbo. It's like the whole team is just stuck in jello. Yep. And it's just like, we're just, just, it's like suspended animation for years and years and years. Storm Chase Mike. Good teams overcome bad officiating, and we aren't that good. True. We're not. Anyone crying for the officials on last night's game, I tell your story walking. That's all I have to say. Just tell it walking. David John McDonald Grump. I wonder what Bitchinette's analysis is on this game. Freaking Captain Unfunny always being carried by Whitney on his version of 32 Empty Thoughts. Yeah, he's not, not that. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. I, yeah, he's a I, buffoon. Single, single he's he's a he's a fucking loser. He's a loser. Absolutely. He's an, he's an absolute loser. I, it's like when I start getting to talk about him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna wear that with pride." You're right, I'm a loser. Yeah, dude, you, you, you take no pride in what you do. You're an absolute. You're, you're you know what you're. What are they grumpy? And I'm gonna. Oh man, shit. What do they call? What do they used to call those guys way back in the day? Uh, muck riders. Oh, muck, what are they? Muck rakers. Muck rakers. That's what they are. I'm sorry. That's thank you, grumpy. That's why we know we got you there on the show. Muck rakers is exactly what he is. It's yellow like, journalism. That's what you're doing, man. And it's like, oh, great. You know, uh, hey, this is the people's podcast. We're getting we're getting Babcock fired. You mess with the players. We mess with you. He starts getting some backlash. Oh, oh no, we, we didn't mean it like that. Fuck you, buddy. He was barely a player. I exactly. mean, you're using the word player in the most broad, the, the most broad terms possible. He was not really a player. Five years. 212 games, seven, how many 800 million penalty minutes. He didn't even have that many penalty minutes. He was okay. just, he averaged like four minutes a night on ice time. It's just, he's, I mean, it just was what he was. It was nothing. He was a nothing. He was a nothing. He's matter of fact, he probably, he probably couldn't even make our team. I'm trying to think who we compare with on the Islanders. I, but I don't want to insult any of the old Islanders. I was about to say, there's nobody he compares with. Every single Islanders have passed. Yeah, like Kanapka played more minutes a night than that sack of shit yeah. did. Think about that. Kanapka yeah. played more a night than this yeah. guy. I mean, he was a nothing. And he played on a shitty Arizona team, and he was a nothing. Yep. That's all I need to know. David, David Sean McDonald says, by the way, happy belated Christmas and New Year's. TJ Grumpy and Sun X Caliber. I like that Sun X Caliber. Thank you, Sean. Uh, David, same to you. Mike, uh, Mikey D says, I mean, if Toronto didn't have their top-end talent, wouldn't they be Blue Jackets level? Um, I think I'm, Toronto is in trouble. I 
I, in, in what way do you think they're in trouble? Martin Jones is a starting goalie. How long is that going to be successful for? I don't think much of him. But it's like until Wall comes back, I their team in trouble too. There's a lot of teams with goalie issues this year, and they're one of Absolutely. them. In my opinion, they fall on that goalie issue crowd. So, yeah, they'll they'll still make the playoffs. They're too talented. Earlier, Grumpy called Phil's facts. It's Phil's fiction. A coward, isn't he? More of a comrade or a communist? Nah, he's a coward. <laughs> coward of the county. Oh. Uh, Rick Roma says, "I hope Lou knows he has a lottery prospect, a lottery prospect that's a first-round pick. He's about to trade just in case. Oh, he has to lottery protect that first-round pick. I don't give a shit because you know what? We're not going to be a team that falls into the bottom ten of the league or anything like that. And it's not going to be if we make the playoffs. It'll be something where you have to be bottom ten. That's what he did last year. Didn't work." He he says, would Gerard Gallant be an improvement over Lane? Absolutely not. Oh, God. Gerard Gallant would be awful for this team. Absolutely. He would be like, he would like be he, he, like a gangrene infection. He would be rubbing around in fucking like dirt and mud and freaking any sort of like feces, anything possible to make the situation worse and empower these players more would be the worst situation possible for a freaking for this team and organization. Tortorella. Would be somebody that this team needs. Somebody you want, get, you want to make this team perform at op, how long before he got rid of all the pieces of old pieces of shit on this? Anders Lee, you sack of shit. You're not playing well. You're getting demoted to the third line. Yeah. You're getting the fourth third line. line. Wait, he'd, he'd sit. Sit. Let me correct myself. He'd sit. Is right. Absolutely. I, I yeah. I mean, are you want to go to a, a more lax coach than Lane and Barry? Oh, Jeez. I mean, shit. The cul-de-sac crew. Imagine that. Storm Chase uh, makes it. Is Barzal a top 20 player in the NHL? I don't think so. He may be second or third uh, best player on a team, but not NHL wide. I, I don't think he's a, like, if you include defensemen, I don't think he's a top 20 player in the NHL. I think if he played on another team, there would be, you could entertain that conversation. Yeah. If he played on a good team with good wingers, Absolutely. Absolutely. The fact that he's, you know, he plays for the Islanders, you know, come on. No. And here's the thing. He's going to be a point of game guy this year. Absolutely. And, you know, he's got one winger with him. Imagine if he had two. Imagine if he had two. Imagine. Here's the thing. I, I think Bo Horvat's done well with him, but like if they had two wingers, you're right. Or even a, a somewhat competent left winger, the Islanders would be in a spot to where they would, the Islanders would be a much, we would look much more competent. We'd have a lot more scoring opportunities and chances. We'd be more entertaining. And Matt Barzal would have close to 100 points a season if he had two competent wingers, where it's That's like, cool. oh, other teams have multiple competent players, but us, it's like, hey, Maddie B, we finally found you one really competent winger, the first one since Jordan Eberly. And, uh, and he's better. This is probably the best winger. Bo Horvat, right? For everybody's like, TJ. You you hate Bo Horvat. You blah, blah, blah. Bo Horvat is the best winger or the best the best forward that Matt Barzal has played with on a consistent basis Ever. in his NHL career. Ever. Yep. There you go. I'm, I'm not sure how much more of a compliment I could pay Matt Barzal, but or Bo Horvat, but he is the best forward that that Matt Barzal has played alongside in his NHL career so and far. Just to let you know, he was a second line player for Vancouver. So. And I like Bo Horvat. 
you know, I'm on record, like Bo Horvat, wanted him here, wanted Besser coming in too. I wanted both of them. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't want to give up. I didn't mind getting rid of Ratu or getting rid of Bavillier. Didn't want to give up that first round pick. Just did not want to give up that first round pick. That was my only that was my only question on the trade. I did not want to give up that first round pick. Because <laughs> I don't believe in trading first round picks unless you're right there. You're right there, ready to win. We're not. It's a problem. Grumpy, you don't think we're right there to win? We're not. No. Oh, man. Um, here you go. Uh, Frank, grumpy old man. Oh, my God, grumpy. How are they terrible? They had a top team best. They had a top team best some BS call late on defenseman cost us a game. Oh my God. We're all one of the top scoring team. Oh my God. TJ, we are entertaining half our up. Uh, Frank, you must be watching another team. You must be watching Carolina or, or uh, you know, somebody else, Colorado. It's not the Islanders. Here's the thing. Were we entertained? Uh, Frank, Frank, Frank serious question. That. Serious question. In the third period, were you entertained watching the Islanders play where you're like, this is a lot of fun? I would sign up for this if I, if I would, I wish I could do this every single hour of the day is watch how they played in the third period. I say probably go ahead, Grumpy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to run you off. Frank, if you thought the Islanders deserved to uh, to win that game, dude, you got to, I don't know what you're drinking, but you better change because it's making you delusional. No freaking way did we didn't even deserve to be in the same bill. We didn't even deserve to play the same sport as Colorado yesterday. They are so much better than us. They outplay. They totally dominated the New York Islanders. Totally dominated the New York Islanders last night. Two five hole. Two five hole goals by Georgiev. And a weak glove side goal from further beyond the dot, an un 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 un, un and a not an, a wide open wrist shot where it wasn't screened that went was a good shot, but it went over the glove hand of a goalie, past and further outside of the freaking face off dot. Hard to fathom. That the whole team went, Bleh! the whole head <laughs> sunk. That's and the announce when the announcers are calling that out as a weak goal. Really wants that one back. You know, when the hometown, you know, uh, the Butch Gorings of Colorado, oh, he really wants that one back. Boy, there were two goals he really wants back yesterday. I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason. We don't match up with Colorado. The only good, the only good thing is we are never, ever going to have to play Colorado in the playoffs. Ever. <laughs> ever. Never ever, not happening. Oh no, Crump! Coon, coon, Crump! Almost all New York sports teams are not fun to watch. Not the Islanders, Jets, Giants, Mets, etc. At least we can always count on the Harlem Globetrotters. They're not even as good as they used to be. <laughs> They're not. I mean, I used to love the Harlem Globetrotters. They were fun. You know, I know they got a whole bunch of new bodies. Everybody knew Metalark Lemon and Curly Neal and, uh, you know, Tatum and Goose and all those guys. I couldn't name one of them anymore. They used to be, when there was Wide World of Sports, every year, maybe even twice, they'd have a uh, uh, World Trotters against the Washington New York Islander generals. They just roll them out and they beat the hell out of them just for fun. Oh, man. John A. 
Should have traded Mayfield two years ago when he had one and a half years left on his contract, over one million left, and yep. was playing well. Absolutely could have fleeced team for a top pick, but of course not. But of course not. Why be forward thinking when we can be pre-cap era loop? Absolutely. We've been saying that for years. Move those guys. Start your retool now because then you could have young guys stepping into the lineup and this team would not be in the this, this situation they're in now. That's the biggest issue. I got to watch this. I got to watch this one more time. <laughs> this is like, like not. <laughs> Think about it. After this point in the second period, this was. 19 nine, or a minute about a minute and 30 seconds into the second period at that point we did nothing all game absolutely nothing we just right grump it's a minute it's like a minute and 15 seconds a minute and 15 a minute and 30 whatever you want to call it after this this point we just played turtle shell hockey look at the freaking expected goals and the chances we had look at this you hit what do they say you try to take away the past colorado defenses i'm not even going to bother covering this guy not from this angle he's not putting it in and so he comes out and he looks at the two other Islanders flying up, right? That's what they did. They let the goalie take the shot, particularly a shot from where that is. I mean, shit, that's a practice caliber shot, honestly. Yeah. And he gets beat. And watch the watch watch the uh, watch the Colorado players just defeated. They're like, holy shit, oh, like, oh my god. Every Look, single player. Oh my God! Even dropping their heads. heads, dropping their heads. Look at the fans. What the hell? Goalie head down. Yeah. Fans Everybody. just pitch. Oh fuck! You got head down, out. hanging head. <laughs> the guy didn't even want to put the goal light on. He's like, oh, man, really? How the fuck did we let this one in? Jeez, how did that happen? It's just like though. Here's the thing. I uh, we played our style early on in the game. But it was just like that third period was just it's it's disgusting. I like it's we like, dominated in the first period, it's dominated like, in the second period, and dominated in the third period, and totally dominated in overtime. Well, the, I don't even think we even touched touch the puck in overtime. The, the I don't third even think we touched the puck. We didn't even touch the puck. That, that thing was over. <laughs> Bang over. <laughs> when they get when they got that penalty at that, I said this. I even said to you, I said, well. I'll tell you what, they're going to score on this in overtime, I guarantee. And Colorado, you want to know what the problem with Colorado was last night? Too fancy. Too fancy. Playing with it. I, I Ryan, How many times I tell you, look at him trying to pass it in the back of the net. Just shoot the puck. Just shoot it. The third period was like vomiting in your mouth and having to swallow your vomit because you can't spit it out. That's what it felt like. I was like, we registered five shots. In the last 23 minutes of of regulation, including or the last 22 minutes of regulation, including overtime, five shots. We weren't even entertaining like we wanted to put pressure on them. We just said, nope, lay back, lay back, lay back. We don't want to put any pressure on them. We can't do that. We can't even we can't even entertain a freaking offensive zone time. We just spent the entire damn the entire period just hemmed up in our own zone. I heard that there was a stat that the Islanders had four goals last night, but zero high danger chances. Is that true? No, I just made it up. But I just want to say that goalie was so damn bad that, you know, come on. Jesus Christ. Now, certainly the Holmesman goal was not a high danger chance. No. Frank Ropiel, man. Uh, TJ, you're so wrong. It's painful. I might have to leave. You remind me of the freaking moron inspector I'm dealing. It's freaking the abs. 
basically a dynasty team, WTF. Those are the teams you have, these are the teams that you have to contend with to go where you want to go, which is win a Stanley Cup. So if you're if you're just saying just admit it, you can admit it, we're not good enough, which is what I've been saying for years. Not good enough. Frank, I want to win a Stanley Cup. I don't want to just make the postseason. Just making the postseason is the bare minimum. 16 of the 32 teams in the league make the postseason. Half. Half. So just being average gets you into the postseason. If the Islanders played Colorado in the Stanley Cup Finals, we'd lose the whole series in like a period. <laughs> they just say, just you know what? We're just let's just give it to Colorado. We don't want to embarrass the Islanders, their fans. We don't even want the TV money. This is not the type of product we want to put out there. I've said this too, being make call me conspiratorial, put a tinfoil hat on. The league watches the way that we play. And when the league sees Oh, yeah, the Islanders every third period are just turtling up and hoping and praying to God they can keep a lead, just dumping the puck, not putting any pressure on. That is not something that they are saying, let's promote that in the postseason. We want that to be getting a lot more chances and opportunity. The league's not going to say that, and you're going to be like, well, the Islanders aren't getting any calls in the postseason. It's because they don't like the way we play. And I, I think that's wrong that they'll do that. But I think 100% I could see us getting shafted in pen. And I'm not a big, oh, I'm complaining about penalty calls. But I could absolutely see us shafting us. I could see them shafting us in the postseason because we do not play entertaining hockey. True. Very true. Uh, that was a regular Frank goal. Says that was a regular goal and a nice shot by Casper. I thought it was a nice shot by Casper, but a weak goal again. Okay. You know who didn't think it was a, ni- it was a regular goal? The announcer. The goaltender, all the Avalanche players, the whole everyone, no, even Phil thought that was a weak goal. Even Phil thought that was a weak goal last night. Even Phil, think about that. Even Phil oh. said that. JP says, "Has Toronto learned how to play defense under O'Keefe uh, and Chenoweth? Nope. Has the crust of the earth started to change? A little bit." Not really. Uh, four straight <laughs> periods without giving up a goal. Three goals in the last seven periods. Yeah, I just uh, okay. Oh, I, here's the thing. I'm going to say no because it's Toronto. No. You're going to again, like we say. How would you say that the Islanders are, uh, you know, a team that's going to keep this rolling a couple of months? Toronto's going to have to show me for at least two months that they can keep. <laughs> for me to think that now all of a sudden they're playing consistent defense. Absolutely, because until proven wrong, I'm going to say no. My little brownie says, TJ Grump, happy new year from Miami. Happy new year, my little brownie. New year. Frank, grumpy old man. Mayfield's horrible turnover machine starting to skate like Chara, Chara Jr. Well, the bad thing is we've got after this another six years of him on this team. There you go. He's a, the, the good thing is that he's a bottom pairing defenseman. So his minutes will get cut. Yeah. Yep. Uh, fuck. Tom Mayfield is miserable. <laughs> the job Lou giving a handcuffed contract to another mediocre player. They did the same thing with Varlamov, same thing with Palmieri, same thing with Engball, same thing with Sezikis, same thing with Pajot, same thing with all these guys, Anders Lee. They're all they're all the same. Guys who are just not that good or in their 30s getting monstrous extensions when they're Jags. And I I love Scott Mayfield. That's a bad contract. I wanted that's why you trade him. If you listen to our show last year, it's like trade him, move him to Buffalo, move him to Buffalo for a couple of first round picks, him, Varlamov, move. That's what Buffalo needed. 
veteran defenseman for the playoff push, and a goaltender. I thought Varlamov and Mayfield to Buffalo was perfect. A first and a second. Move Palmieri, get another second. You could kind of start your rebuild. Not the old man. Fuck it. We're going to double down on this piece of shit. So we're going to trade and get Bo Horvat, who I like. But there's another first-round pick gone. And what did that do for us? We got we got beat 4-2 to two by a team that had three of their top six forwards out. And a goalie that was so good that he's been fucking waved this year. He's been waved by Carolina. Their backup. Their he's backup. not even the backup. He's not even the backup. He was waved this year and sent to the freaking whoever the hell their AHL affiliate is. He's not even the backup. Well, he's back up now because I guess they need him. He, I guess they called him back. Freddie so, Anderson out means he's the backup. So he's the third string guy. What happened when their number one goalie played in the last game of the season? They shut us out, didn't they? Shut out. Shut out. Shut out. Shut out. Shut out. Frank we wouldn't have scored any goals. If How many goals did Ronta let in right through his freaking body from like distance that Nelson's? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's like they're playing with an empty net in Carolina. They signed them all back. I'm like, dude, you need a goalie. Devils, you need a goalie. Certain teams hey, need goalies. Nico, Nico Doss is really good, Grumpy. I don't think they need to worry about another goalie. Nico Doss, roll him out there. Yeah, I think Washington had three shots on goal today. They lost 6-3. So, oh, my I mean, God, they was, lost 6-3. Yikes. Well, here's Hunter Shepard, baby. Let's go. He had a 786 save percentage, Hunter Shepard. Yikes. Look at these goals given up. You're spoiled watching Sorokin every night. Spoiled. Anytime anybody shits on Sorokin or Varlamov, and now people haven't done that about Varley this year, but anytime somebody, because it's it's the guy who is taking the whipping is Sorokin, but it's like anytime somebody shits on Sorokin, like, please watch these other teams in the league. Watch the goalies they have. Watch watch Hunter Shepard out there for the Capitals. Watch Nico Doss out there for the Devils. Go ahead and watch all, Peter Korchekov for the Carolina Hurricanes. Just please do me a favor and watch them. Um, Frank Grump. I don't know if you're aware that the new professional women's hockey league has started. I don't know if you're aware. It doesn't matter. Nobody else knows either. Uh, Frank says, is Varley Okay. I, there was nobody in the stands. I hate they don't release what the injury actually is on goalies, at least. They don't. It's upper body, lower body, whatever. Lower body would say groin. Upper body would probably be neck. Because it's well, a neck issue this year. I will say this. I think it was the groin issue, right? Well, that's bad news. That's bad news. He's He had – people forget. He it had – Big time groin injuries when he was in Washington and Colorado. When Colorado yep. signed him to that big, uh, you know, free agent contract, he had groin issues there. He's been really relatively healthy coming to the Islanders. Very healthy, yeah. very healthy. I'd say thirty-five year old guys get injured though; they just do. Phil tweeted at me, retweeted me. Oh, Phil, uh, what a gift the Rangers and the Predators and the Leafs got. Because I said, I said it was a gift that Peter Kachekov played against us and Phil like oh look at his look at his save percentage look how well he's been playing the last few games how do you uh, play against us how do you play against us oh don't look at that oh, one there you look go. At the one there you go. There we're you just go. we're gonna look only every, at every goal was a freaking weak goal every goal was a weak goal every single goal was a was a stoppable every single one what why don't we show the Horvat goal where he just flips the puck and it knocks a stick out of his hand and goes <laughs> into the net why don't we show that again? Tell me that's an NHL caliber goal. Just stop. You know what they said? 
these are the freaking Islanders. They probably blindfolded him and said, we want to see how good you are. We're going to blindfold you playing against the Islanders. He still stopped 82% of the shots without even seeing the puck. He blindfolded him like the Islanders can't score. Okay, Peter Krachekov, look how well he's played over the last 10 games. His save percentage is still a 902. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like playing lights out hockey right now. It's just like, uh, yeah, guys, he, he's not a good goalie. Not he's just not a good goalie. I'm like, I, I, great. He's playing. He's playing. He's hot right now. He's played 21 games and has, I'm sorry, a 904 save percentage. Not good. Yeah, I'd say probably not good. Tom Peterson. Tom. Mr. Peterson. Peterson. Um, horse race analogy. Is it's a case of losing a shoe coming out of the gate or like a horse stuck on the rail in the back stretch? Can we get clear of to keep up for the final stretch? Stay in Pat, sign Parisi one year, hope to finish in the chase, or face reality, tank for a draft lottery pick since there is a first round pick in hand. We're Todd. not gonna now that was an awful lot of scenarios. There was there's a lot of scenarios. You're a hundred percent right, though. That is the that is the philosophical question. That is the scenario where the islanders are currently. What should we do? Should we continue to chase after fleeting opportunity to make the playoffs? Or should we finally admit, wake up to reality, admit where we are? Can you bring it back up, that comment? I want to just touch on the horse racing thing. Um, to me, we're stuck on the rail, and we're going to throw a shoe later this year and then totally fall out of the playoffs. There's no way we're going to be bad enough to get in the lottery. That's not happening. Um We'll be battling for the final playoff spot. That's what will happen at the end of the day. Shit. Carolina's fully back. I mean, you're seeing Jersey's kind of back now. They're only two points behind us with a game in hand. I mean, how long before they pass us, right? Not too long, in my opinion. I mean. You're just grump. Yeah, I already answered it. I, I remembered it. And we're not going to sign Parise. It makes no sense to sign Parise. None. Yeah, we're not, I was about to say, not signing Parise. We've already got so many bottom six guys. That's the problem where we feel like we have to sign back every single bottom six player in the history of this team. It means that you can't, you can't go ahead and and sign Parise on. If you had more spots available, sure, you could do that, but we just don't. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I would love for us to finally wake up and say, Let's stop trading away our first round pick. We've four years, four years in a row, we've traded away our first round pick. And the last few years, the results haven't been great. There's a reason for that. So, not very good. You go grumpy. David Sean McDonald. They surround bitching out with dipshits that laugh at everything. You know the type. Yup, little hype boys. The type that nobody wants to hang out with. Exactly. There's going to be puzzles. Puzzle TJ. Oh, shit. And then Brian Jennings, Grump. Our team still does does match up with the true contenders. Spend these games on our heels. I think he wants to say does not match up with the true contenders. I'm going to correct. I think he had a grammar issue there, so I'm going to correct it and say does not. Um, shit. Uh, where did I put that there? Here, here you go, Grumpy. David Sean McDonald. None of us will be alive by the time we win another cup. Well, I don't know how old 
some of the other people is I'm going to say probably I'm not going to be alive by the time the Islanders win another cup, but at least I got to see them win four cups. A lot of you goes nothing like Red Sox fans. Rick Roma says thoughts on Romanoff's play this year. He may be playing well, but that trade still looks rough to me. Nazar looking good in the world juniors. Just saying, I don't know about the world juniors. I don't think he's been great this year. He still does the same shit he always does. He gets out of position. He he's not a he's not a uh, a positionally sound defenseman. Just not. He just isn't. He some he'll block shots. He'll hit guys. But man, at the worst time, he just he just doesn't play positionally sound. Is there still a chance? Yeah, because he's only twenty three. So there's still a chance that he gets better positionally. But he's just not that yet. So here's here's the thing about that draft class, and we've always said it. Just because that was the player selected, and that's that's doesn't that's the player you had to be married to. The ones that we have we've we're talking about, we'll still Jonathan Lettermackey, Rucker McGrody. You look at the two selections right after that. Rucker McGrody, again, it's early yet, right? You talk about the World Juniors. Well, five games, he's got seven points, four goals and, and, and four goals and three assists. And he's got in college so far this season, thirteen games played at Michigan, eighteen points is a plus six. It's a little uh, to be judging that draft. Well, I, I was about to say, I'm just talking about the players. These are the players that I still feel in those selections at pick where I'm like, these are the guys I would have liked. They were the pick right out, right for us and right after us, right? And then you go ahead and you look at, um, then you look, grumpy old man, at uh, Jonathan Lettermackey. He was the other guy we were like, he was slipping. He was falling right. in the draft. We had mentioned that multiple times. This guy is slipping. Supposed to go around pick, you know, the uh, pick like nine or ten. It's like okay, gotcha. In the Swedish Elite League, he's played twenty four games this year, has ten goals and six assists, sixteen points plus three in the Swedish Elite League at nineteen years old. And this year at the at the uh, the World Juniors, five games played, four goals, three assists, seven points there as a plus three for Sweden. Well, it's like I said, until you get to the league, you know. I just I'm look just at it that way. You got Got to be in the league. Yeah, there was guys I like even Joaquin Kemmel. Joaquin Kemmel is another guy we talked about yeah. around that time period. It's just like there are a lot of players that I was like, I would have been happy with the selection of that. We even wanted Brad Lambert. We even said, please trade back into the first round, trade into the first round and get Brad Lambert. Please get Brad Lambert. How many times were we asking, get the guy, Brad Lambert, who was a consensus, and I mean consensus top five selection before his draft class year, and then he wound up being in that in that Finnish elite league where it's like things just went downhill for him. It's like uh, for the uh, I don't remember who the hell he was playing for at that point, but we we were able to note we were able to notice like this is a guy who has all the pieces. Dr- trade up and get him, Brad yeah. Lambert. Do you want to take a guess how he's played so far this year? He's actually been pretty good this year. He's not, twenty years old. He's got 23 points in 25 games in the A. Almost a point-a-game guy in the A. Yep. Manitoba Moose. Yep. That's all I'm going to tell you. 23 points in 25 games in the AHL for Brad Lambert. Tell me we couldn't use a guy like that. That would be a guy we could be excited about. Oh, Brad Lambert. We're getting excited. We could get excited about a guy like that. Yeah. We just don't do it. We just just made. Just don't do it. Well, you just trade away all of our first-round picks. That's the unfortunate part. Brian says, it was a close game. And that joke of a call on Riley was total BS. 
We played TJ. We did. We already did. We already did, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh man. Um our team game was his it, it was close on the scoreboard. That was the only place. The only place. The only man. place. That's the, the the on the scoreboard is the only place. Did not we did not even deserve a point. Matter of fact, we should have points taken away from us for playing that bad. We should have been minus another minus two in the standings. Just say, you know what? You're not even you're not getting points. We're taking some away. You were so bad. <laughs> People paid money to watch this game. I guess if you're a Colorado fan, you enjoyed it because you won at the end. And I mean, shit. Total talk about total domination. That was yesterday. Except for the goalie. Freddie Five Hole. Freddie Five Hole. Oh man, oh man. Um yeah, uh, our team doesn't match up well against the true contenders. Um, they weren't even I, the shots weren't even hard at him. He just missed it. Just terrible. Terrible. Oh man. So how many goalies uh, get beat five hole nowadays? How many guys get beat five hole in the butterfly era? How many guys they're always down? They never get beat low. Never. David Sean McDonald says, damn grumpy old man, you've seen four cups. The only cup I see is the urn my ass will be put into. Yeah. Sorry, David. I know. I know. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I feel bad. I feel bad for you know people who are Islander fans and have never seen the team be good. I, I, I feel bad for you. Well, Marshall says, I thought Varley had hip surgeries in Colorado. No, no. He had a groins, two groin, two severe groin injuries. When he was Shows you how, 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 uh, how fuzzy my memory is. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember where the hell, what, what type of surgeries he had either, Grump. Um, but here we are. We're at the end of the show here today, guys. Um, disappointing loss, a game we were dominated in. We've got a two-game losing streak right now. Let's hope we bounce back tomorrow against Arizona. This is a very winnable game against the Arizona Coyotes. Don't want to lose to Arizona. And then we've got some tough, tough, tough games ahead of us. So uh, big game, big game tomorrow here for us. Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things up here today? I will say I'm going to be interested to watch the Arizona game just to look at the, the stadium. It's a small stadium. I like watching Arizona play. I, I don't think I watched that game last year for some reason, so I definitely want to see the stadium. But I do want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching the show here today. We'll be live with you guys tomorrow on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. I can be found in the link in the description below or as a feature page on our YouTube channel. And um, the next time we'll go live with our Islanders podcast will be Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks so much, guys, for watching our show here today, and I will see you tomorrow. Thank you, Grumpy. My pleasure.